0: Hello and welcome to the optional podcast episode number 208 for the week of may 18th 2020 the optional podcast is a show all about the latest in video games and entertainment recorded each week from new york city and bounce around cables and satellites all around the world and right Space. into your listening device of choice as always i'm paul tamayo and i'm here with my co-host cam brewster yo well, we're back oh it's good God, man we did it. we're alive we did it we're alive I'm, we made it another I'm week great. through quarantine yeah yeah how, how have you been you know, maintaining, surviving, taking breaks on my roof, looking around, uh, scoping for, you know, routes when the, when the S really hits the F, I guess. Like, I guess I'll just go downtown Brooklyn. Maybe I'll grab a boat or something. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> before we get into all that, uh, we had not one rotating Chair the suit. We got two uh, rotating two. chairs, and it also we found out right before we started recording. This is a cross country podcast, so just like a light flex for everybody out there. I'm dropping flex bomb. Look at the technology. Look how far it's come for <laughs> us. Uh, far from the days of duct tape and tape recorders this week we've got founder and editor-in-chief of uppercut and co-host and editor-at-large at uppercut we got caitlin Gales Rowe and Monty velez thank you so much for joining us sorry for almost tripping up on that once again but no, either you're way you're good. here thank you so much for joining us
1: <laughs> thank you for having us
0: of course of course we're super super happy to have y'all um you know came by way of a very uh great Contact, so I'm, yeah, I'm happy sure. to connect with y'all and, and love what you guys are doing. I, I've, I've been to the site since a couple of shows, so uh, huge, huge supporters here on our end. But uh, for those who don't know, uh, Caitlin, can you give uh, folks out there uh, just a brief rundown of of what Uppercut is and, and what y'all do?
1: Yeah, so Uppercut is a mostly video games website. Sometimes we talk about TV and other media. Um, And it was originally started by me as kind of, like, a personal blog, and then I brought Monty and Jess on to do a podcast with me and Andrew to help out with videos, and then last year we decided, like, hey, it was time for a rebrand, so now we're Uppercut, and uh, we mostly focus on Crit, but we also occasionally do reported stories, we have videos, we have podcasts, um, yeah, we do Twitch streams all the time now that we live inside all the time, um, but yeah, that's that's uppercut, Monty. Did I miss anything?
2: Uh, yeah, no. Kind of like what Caitlin said. We just kind of like have fun. Um, I know recently I, I like to point out that we did our like EGM kind of like fundraiser, and we only asked for like four hundred, and the community came together, and we got twelve thousand. Wow. So we're kind of Shout yeah. Out Ooh, <laughs>
3: Shout out to the community. Shout out to the community. It's gonna
2: kill me every time. Oh my god um but yeah I thought Monty was gonna
1: die that day
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah I like called Caitlin I like started crying um so now we're in like the middle of that and it's been Mm -hmm. a really really fun process uh people are super creative and getting all these ideas into like Mm -hmm. one outlet is pretty amazing
0: that's amazing congrats uh shout out to the community as always yeah for sure um all right, cool. Uh, let's just jump right into the show because we've got so much ground to cover. It's, it's pretty wild. Even looking at the playlist, I'm like, I didn't even know that there, there was this many games out right now, to be honest with you. <laughs> um, but since you are our uh, a guest this week, Caitlin, why don't you kick things off and let us know uh, what's on your playlist?
1: Yeah, um, so I've been playing a lot of uh, Predator Hunting Grounds. Uh, by a lot, I mean I've been playing it the past two days and it's been pretty fun. Um, have, any, have y'all played it at all?
0: No. no, I got a code for it, but I've, I've heard good things. I've also heard mixed things, so I'm curious to get your take.
1: I think it's really, really fun. Uh, we streamed it last night with some friends of the site um, on our channel, and it's it's very, very fun. Um, it's another asymmetrical game, kind of like Friday the 13th or Dead by Daylight. So you have like a squad of Marines, and then you have the Predator... Um, the Predator is hard. I sucked as the Predator. (laughs) I did not find anybody until they literally left the arena. Um, but it's really, really fun. Like you, it's a lot more active than something like Friday the 13th. Um, because you do, if you're playing as the Marines, you have like objectives that you need to complete. And then on top of that, you have to dodge the Predator and try to get out. Um, and the point isn't necessarily to kill the Predator, though you can, um, but you can totally, sur- like, win the game just by getting out. Um, and it's a lot more fast paced. You're kind of always doing stuff. And if the predator is not like me and is actually good, um, then you'll have to deal with them all the time. And they have some really hardcore moves. Like, they just will shred you if you let them. Um, so I think it's really, really fun. Um, it's fast paced. I, i've only played with friends so far although um our video andrew editor andrew and i did play together on friday with randos and that was fine um mm. but i've never just like solo queued so i don't know how that experience is but i've been having a good time yeah. with it so far
0: it looks really fascinating. I, mean, I like the idea that they give even the survivors, or I forget what they're called, like they give them mm-hmm. objective-based things to do, which is like something mm-hmm. that I sort of crave in those kinds of games. Mm-hmm. I mean, thinking yeah. back to you know The Goat, Left 4 Dead, I've, I've kind of missed that sense of, mm-hmm. you know, that style of game. And, and we've had a couple of entries that, that have tried to replicate that experience. And there, there was a couple, I think, last year that came out, too, that were, like, alien-themed or whatever. I forget what they were called. But, um, yeah, this one seems like the perfect sort of you know uh series to set that style of Mm -hmm. gameplay into and like i mean i love predator i've like i remember like i think within the past 10 years watching that whole series like for the first time in like one weekend cam i don't know if you remember that marathon we had but um i'm just like i i don't know why i haven't jumped on this one yet is it a ps4 exclusive is that probably why i haven't jumped on it yet
1: maybe i know we are playing it on ps4 oh yeah it is a Uh, ps4 exclusive because sony published it that's right yep
0: Okay, that makes sense. um so yeah, it's like it, it has some like
4: p v e stuff right in there, too, like for the uh, marines to like fight the computer and stuff
1: oh yeah, there are a i like soldiers and stuff um gotcha. in the arena um and they'll try to shoot some of them are some of them are like bullet spongy as hell that's like one critique i have there are some armored ones who like you have to shoot them like a thousand times and then like sh- pop up with the shotgun too it's super annoying Jeez. um but yeah i think it, it is a ps4 exclusive but it's it's super fun and i definitely like having the ability to like be more active and also like mm. i'm not great at shooting so it's nice that i can help with like the objective sides of things like i can push square mm. You know,
0: (laughs) can do that. That's no problem.
1: Like I got that. Yeah. But and the the way the predator moves and stuff is really fun. Even though I'm terrible with them.
0: Yeah, that was going to be my next question. Is like I'm I've seen some like clips of it, and it looks pretty Mm -hmm. sick. Like the fact that you can actually sort of go up into the trees, right? And you can Mm -hmm. you know kind of like jump across and stuff, like. Yeah, it seems really interesting. I'm I'm surprised I haven't gotten around to it, but I feel like right now I'm just like inundated with so many shooters. It's it's tough to like even when yeah. I sit down I'm like, Okay, what am I playing? Like yesterday I literally like, flipped a coin and decided that's how I decided what the hell I was gonna play. Um I like made it go you know, I just chose between two finalists, I guess. But um yeah, this this game seems really interesting. I'm I'm curious to check it out. I haven't got a chance to play it yet, but this, this might is and it's not it's not like um a free to play situation, right? It's like actually a thing yeah, you need to buy. It-
1: it's 40 bucks for the standard version or 60 for the one that you get, like, a bunch of shaders and, like, XP boosts and things.
0: Got it, got it. Yeah, so maybe i t- I think I might have even gotten a code for this. <laughs> I have to check through my, my emails, but th- this sounds pretty cool. I'm I'm going to probably uh, check this out. Have you guys um, been
4: uh, streaming this?
1: Yeah, we streamed it last night, Um, so we should have the VOD on our channel, and I think mm-hmm. our friend Glenn is probably going to make us, like, a highlight video of it, mm-hmm. but... Um, I think we're definitely gonna keep playing it because it 'cause it's been really fun and we run like community nights on Friday for our Twitch, so it's a good way to just let other people play. So Paul, if you ever want to play with us, we're down.
0: Yeah, yeah. Maybe I maybe I'll maybe I'll do that. You know what, why not? We'll have some synergy there. Some you can see <laughs> yeah. me be trashed at a shooter, you know, that can it'll be a great It introdu- won't be worse <laughs> than me, I community.
3: promise. <laughs> <laughs> all right, cool. The bar's real
0: low. All right. Good to know, good to know. That's where that's where I like to get in there. Um mm-hmm. All right, cool. What what else you got on your on your list here?
1: Uh so speaking of streaming, I've also on my day of the week of streaming, uh lately, I've been playing Soccer Awards, which is uh the SEGA um it's I don't really know what kind of game it is. Um it's an RPG visual novel, I guess. Um, it's like it's like the the show um Starlight review, like the manga or not the manga. I'm sure there's a manga too, but I've only seen the anime where it's like there's they're a theater troupe that also fights demons, and yeah. And so you, the character that you play is like has just gotten put in charge of them, but they like their acting is terrible. So I'm like the part I'm in right now is like trying to figure out how to hire an acting coach or something, (laughs) but also there's demons attacking. I finally saw combat. Um, I played for like two hours the first time I streamed it and saw zero combat. It was just me walking around this really huge theater. Um, But yeah, so now I'm just trying to figure out, I guess it's gonna be like an Eye of the Tiger montage of me trying to improve this theater group slash private military group. I don't really understand what (laughs) it is. Um, But yeah. Also, apparently, it's it's gonna be Wife City, is what I've heard. I've only met one character who I feel is like age appropriate for that so far, but we'll see. Out of see. how many? Out of oh no, there's like there's probably like two because the two of the girls seem like they're like schoolgirls, and I'm like, mm.
3: but mm. <laughs> yeah,
1: like the the director lady kind of looks like Lulu from Final Fantasy X, like outfit wise, and then okay. she's got a different hair color though, um, and then I don't remember her name, but there's like the like what's the animal crossing like big sister character it's like that i don't remember what that villager type is called but like that's that's her is <laughs> <The> big sister, <laughs> like isabel no like no, there's a, like, t- there's guess... an there's a villager personality that's like yeah, big like sister an that you
0: can Oh,
2: oh, that's cute.
0: That is cute. Yeah. Yeah. Each villager has like a archetype. Yeah. There's like
1: it's like it's like snooty or like the jocks or whatever. And there's one that's like big sister, and that's like her. She's like a jockey big sister type. And I'm like,
2: oh, yeah. You could really you
1: could true. step on me. I'd be cool with that. <laughs> um, <laughs> Wait. So, uh,
0: what are you playing uh, Sakura Wars on? PS4. PS4, got it, got it. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. I think I've heard of this game. I haven't checked it out, but it's, it sounds like some real wild stuff.
1: Oh, it's bonkers. Like, I <laughs> I, I asked for a code for it because I saw the uh, Sega trailer on Twitter, and it was, like, a mech fighting a giant pterodactyl. Like, I almost said pterodactyl. A giant pterodactyl, <laughs> like, Godzilla thing. Like, if a pterodactyl and Godzilla had a baby and then a mech tried to yeah. punch it in the face um and i was like well i need to stream that um
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah a lot a lot of gold there to, to mine in, in that game um yeah, yeah this the this only thing that sucks, is,
1: yeah the only thing that sucks is it's all of the vocals are in japanese um which is a little bit hard for me because i usually like to be able to like hear and read mm-hmm. um so I definitely have missed some plot beats because I'm like I don't okay I'm trying to read and like pay attention to chat and it's just
0: oh that's tough. whatever
1: but I'll read like a plot I'll read the Wikipedia or something it'll be fine
0: <laughs> <laughs> word word um nice uh so what's what's the flower collectors.
1: Uh, the Flower Collectors is an indie game that I got code for a little while ago that I'm finally getting around to. Um, Austin Walker has talked about it a little bit on Waypoint, but it is a mystery game set in 1974 Spain, so like right af- like right before the regime is taken down, and they switch over to like um, a more modern democracy. Um, and so you play as this character, and all of the characters are like anthropomorphic anthropomorphic animal people and I'm not really sure why it hasn't really become plot important yet but um you play as a character who was a cop so who was like part of the policia during like the regime and um he was in an accident and has become uh paralyzed so he's in a wheelchair now um so he's just kind of chilling and then one night A dude gets shot outside of his apartment and this girl shows up who saw it and so then she basically talks him into helping her try to solve it because she's a journalist trying to take down the regime and he's like well i don't have anything better to do
2: so (laughs) oh my god i didn't know yeah yeah
0: Yeah. it's really intense
2: about like i thought it was about owning a flower shop what the is
0: this? <laughs> i know no, i was like what do i even start i was start? gonna
1: drop <laughs> i was gonna drop this on you in, on mixtapes, so at least now you're prepared but um no the flower <laughs> yeah, thing is in reference oh the the guy who gets shot is like a source for her and he was wearing a red carnation so i think that's like the thing is it's like a symbol of like resistance folks or whatever um Aww. but it seems like it's gonna be really interesting. The cop is definitely like an interesting character because he's definitely like, oh, these hippies and these artists and whatever. But also like when the cops are clearly doing fucked up stuff, he's like, Oh well that's not protocol, and I'm like, No shit, dude, like come on Jorge. <laughs> like, duh. <laughs> you worked for a dictator. How do you not know? <laughs> um that's, But so it's interesting seeing the dynamic like between super... like him and the journalist.
4: It's, like, a super adult, like, um, this is, like, a really adult version of Animal Crossing. This is wild.
1: Yeah, it's just, it's weird, too, because, yeah, they're all animal people. And I'm, like, why? Like, was it just because the the (laughs) art is cool? Like, it looks interesting. It's definitely visually distinct. So, I'm, like, I mean, if that's the only reason y'all wanted to do that, that's fair. Um, It's just (laughs) interesting. And it's also cool because they definitely include, like, Jorge's disability as part of it. Like, he lives in an apartment that's on, like, a higher story, so he can't really... And it doesn't have uh, an electric Mm. elevator, so there's accessibility issues. So he's pretty much stuck in his apartment. Um, And so a lot of the dynamics are, like, Jorge using binoculars or a camera to, like, look at stuff and point the journalist, like, where she needs to be going, and, like, he'll watch out for cops to make sure she doesn't get grabbed, stuff like that. Um, So it's really interesting. Um, And it's cool because it leaves the ages... Yeah, at least, Sorry, like, the agency ahead. in Jorge's hands because he's the one that you're playing and, like, he's the one who's, like, the eye in the sky. It's kind of like if Batman and Oracle was, like, cool and political.
0: Right. Oh, interesting. Yeah, there's definitely some uh, Hitchcock rear window vibes in this one. Mm-hmm. As soon as you said uh, camera and binoculars, I was like, oh, this is really cool. I- I'm-, I'm surprised mm. I never heard of a game that's tried to do something like this before and-, and hearing that it has some interesting sort of metaphors that it's playing with has got me even more intrigued. I'm I- I'm surprised I never even heard of this game.
1: Yeah, it's definitely a little one. I think a lot of people kind of missed it. I only found out about it just because um, I'm friends with a, a PR person who just emails me directly about stuff. And I was like, oh, that sounds sick. Um, nice. Yeah, it's a really cool game. I've enjoyed it a lot so far. I think it's like 10 chapters and I am I think I just got to chapter five. So it moves pretty quick. Um, I only played it for like two hours yesterday.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, this this sounds. I'm also looking at the Steam page right now, and it has full controller support, which is great because this, mm-hmm. this feels like something I would want to play on the couch, like with my partner, and like, yeah. like go through all ten episodes or chapters or whatever. This, this seems like a really good uh, game to have someone like watch as you play.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been cool. I was playing it on my controller. I think the controller is honestly better because like it has a first person camera that is a. It's not the most polished. I'll say. And so I think operating it with a joystick instead of like the WASD and mouse is definitely a lot easier, but I'm also a controller bitch. So maybe that's just me.
0: (laughs) I mean, I'm I'm like halfway. I'm like, there are some games on PC that I have to play with a controller just because my brain just, I don't know, it can't move that fast with a mouse and keyboard. I'm just, Mm -hmm. I just can't do it. I'm sorry. (laughs) It's too fast. It's too fast, too furious. Most times, you know, it's like (laughs) somewhere in the middle would be nice. Um, all right, cool. And then uh, what's uh, Valhalla I've heard of before, but I haven't mm-hmm. actually uh, um, seen I it. I thought
4: that was like Elon Musk kid.
3: What are these letters?
1: So I'm playing Valhalla because I was... I So I do a, like a cooking game column on Uppercut every month, and I was kind of struggling to figure out what I was going to do this month. And so then I asked the team like, hey... Y'all think bartending would count, and they all said yes. Um, so I actually ended up getting a different idea for this month, but I am going to stick with this in Red Strings Club for next month, talking about like the bartending. Um, but I've heard a lot of talk about this game, and a lot of queer people really praise it. Um, but I've also heard a lot of really gross things about it, so I wanted to kind of see it for myself. And um, I hate it. But <laughs> oh no, Ooh. yeah, I think it's a deeply fucked up game. Um, the bartending stuff is really good. But, like, its take on cyberpunk is, like, extremely... It's not even punk. It's Mm. just, like, dystopia is what it is. And it's, like... Okay. Cool. (laughs) Um, Sick. Mm -hmm. Also, there's, like... I think Dorothy is a really, really fucked up character. Um, She's basically, like, a child sex worker, but a robot. And that apparently makes it okay. Um, Yeah. And, like... it. There's also like a like a character who's part of the weird like um, EMT slash cop slash firefighter slash maybe like private defense force who's just like I don't want politics in my job I just want to save people all the politics is what's stopping me from that and it's like
3: Lord I don't
1: I don't. <laughs> So I don't know what people were fucking. I don't know what Kool Aid people were sipping when this game came out, but I don't. I don't understand why people praise it because so far I'm like, this is a nightmare. Yeah,
0: and you know what? It, it's actually kind of fun. I mean, it, there's always like value to be extracted from all these experiences, even if you like, mm-hmm. you know, actively hate a game like this. And I feel mm-hmm. like Cyberpunk, for the most part, like the the genre, if you if you will, like mm-hmm. it's so hit or miss. Usually miss. Yeah. yeah. And, um, I mean, we talked about it. I think it was last week or maybe two weeks ago with, with Natalie, like, about, you know, looking forward to Cyberpunk 2077 and stuff. And, and we were just talking about mm-hmm. that game. Uh, the other one you were just talking about, the the flower collectors and, you know, mm-hmm. trying to find metaphors for, you know, certain things. And, and there are mm-hmm. people who nail it. And then, like, with Cyberpunk in particular, it's already rooted in some really fucked up problematic stuff that, like, yeah. it's so easy to just overlook that, whether, you know, willfully or not. Like, and this game seems like it... it i mean i'm looking at the screenshots i haven't even i'm looking at the steam page description and uh, i'm also seeing like the the praise for it and i'm like huh this is interesting
1: yeah i just i don't understand it like literally if you buy it on itch um there's like the part on itch you know where you can like tip the devs or you can choose to buy it as a gift and it literally says like buy this waifu abuse sim as a gift and i was like um
2: Um, yikes (laughs) that's um ugly
3: So, I don't know. I feel like this is
1: maybe me guessing a little bit, but I think a lot of folks who are a little bit older than me definitely came up in like online, like 4chan kind of shit. And I think a lot of the people who made this game also kind of came from that scene. So, I think like a lot of folks enjoyed the game at the time and like maybe haven't come back to it. Um, Yeah. Because it definitely feels like a lot of people look at this game with rose colored glasses and maybe wouldn't now.
0: Yeah, that's fair, too, because, I mean, it's it's June of 2016, according to Steam, at least, the the Mm -hmm. release date, and that also seems like a lifetime ago. I mean, it seems like, I don't know, I could see what you mean by that sort of culture, the people who came up within that culture, sort of, like, understanding Mm -hmm. certain references or jokes, sort of, like, in-jokes that they find, you know, are, like, I don't know, fine within a certain crowd. If you're like, come on, it's just a joke, you can get it, but, yeah, yeah, hearing you talk about it makes me, like, ugh.
1: Yeah, and it's something where too I feel like maybe people like don't even register it, you know. Like you grow you grow up in certain scenes and like s- certain things just go over your head and you don't really pay attention to them and then like if you were to go back now you'd be like, hmm, didn't notice that. That's pretty fucked. Like I don't yeah, know. I've yeah, just yeah. been I've been screaming at everybody at Uppercut for like a week playing this game. <laughs> because like this is <laughs> oh, no. I don't this is just the worst. Um oh, man. but yeah, it's it's whatever. I-
0: How's it been going over with the with the stream, though? Like, with, with stream viewers and stuff?
1: Um, oh, so I haven't been actually streaming this one. Um, I've oh, just okay. been playing it myself, um, which I'm actually glad because I wouldn't want to have that some of the stuff that it says on our channel, being perfectly honest. Um, yeah, yeah. I really, really take issue with Dorothy as a character, um, and I don't really want to, like, publicize her in any way. Um, but I don't know. I'm hoping I'll still be able to get a good piece out of it next month, but... Yeah, it's it's a rough skis one for sure.
0: Yikes! Well, I'm looking forward to the piece at the very least. Um, so, <laughs> Thank you. yeah, good luck with that one. Um, all right, cool, Monty. Why don't you, why don't you uh, tell us what your what's on your playlist?
2: Um, so I've been playing a variety of stuff, but I wanted to put in just three. And my first one's going to be Yakuza Kiwami, and that's what I've been streaming on the Uppercut Channel, and. I fucking love this game. I've uh, been <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> I've been pushing Andrew on our team to play it because I feel like it's something he would really like. I think he started a bit of Zero. We started talking about a character that we both equally hate, and then uh, <laughs> we just got really busy with game stuff. So <laughs> I love Yakuza so much because it's just a novella, but in game oh. form. It, like, it's Mm -hmm. so crazy, and then the side stories are even crazier, and just, like, the dudes are really hot, the girls are really hot, the story's just out of whack, it's great, it's perfect, I need that in my brain right now, especially since I'm, like, home all the time, and I just need something crazy, so I think investing in this whole series has been really good, like, once I do Kiwami, I'm going straight to two, I already have three and four, um, and yeah i'm just super excited i looked up the voice actors and have you guys seen how curious voice actor looks like
0: i refuse i refuse Mm-mm. to look at him i, I like that voice <laughs> actor for me is always going to be cute to you I've, I've like heard him in other things and i'm like nope that's this is wrong this that, that's what <laughs> is
2: that's that's um <laughs> I'll, I'll. I won't go into detail just for Paul. <laughs> no, sake, no, you can go. You can, but... <laughs> you can go into detail. That's fine.
0: You can ruin the illusion for me. It's okay.
2: Spoilers. Yeah, he yeah. is such a cool looking fucking dude. He's like the type of guy. Like I, I've talked to Caitlin about this before. Where like I'm not good at Tinder because I'll write swipe on anyone that looks fucking crazy. I've to watched for them. Do it. I've, like, screenshotted, I've it. and Caitlin's like, why?
1: <laughs> no, like, but, I've,
2: bitch, you did it in San Francisco when I was next to you at an Uber. <laughs> 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 I'm, not, I'm not good at dating apps because, like, I'm not there to, like, look for people that I would date. I just want to have conversations with crazy people. Um,
0: you're just like, why? Yeah, like, let me just get to know <laughs> this motherfucker.
3: Yeah,
2: yeah. I just I just want to know how they got there, you know? Like how are they like a now part-time clown like over on Hollywood Boulevard? Like I want to know what's up with that. So You know what? Um, that's
0: that's some real shit though.
2: Dude, it's great. It's amazing. Yeah. So this guy, this voice actor looks just like the like I would right swipe. This guy, you know, <laughs> you know the 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 like early 2000s like either like fucking baby fat or like what is it echo sunglasses where like they're lightly tinted they look kind of frosty <laughs>
3: mm-hmm.
2: um, he <laughs> wears those to this day I've never seen what his eyes actually look like um, he just wears those all the time he wears like an assortment of fedoras so nice. he just looks like something that's popped out of like 2001 I just like I want to get to know that I need oh to know my God.
4: His goatee is amazing. Yeah. All
2: right, I'm Googling it.
0: I'm Googling you it.
2: You have to see it. It's him. good. He's so good.
4: He looks like he should be in a band with uh, James Dolan from oh, the owner of no. the mix. He does. Oh, no. If you look up that guy. You, he looked, you immediately him. made me hate him.
3: <laughs> no. No,
4: hate I mean, it's him. like. No, it wouldn't so- be corny. It's only corny if you do it here. But like in Japan, like I could tell this guy is like the coolest dude ever. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. His
0: his his fits are actually, you're right. I would also swipe right easily. I mean, he's got a sleeveless. He's got a vest <laughs> on you, with no sleeves. Yeah, this I is, he's like, he got like a J- do-rag or something. I feel like
1: there's like a segment of Japanese culture that just like got to live in a time warp of like their own oh, invention. Yeah, sure. And like it just doesn't matter when anything is from. And I'm like really here for that.
2: It's for so sure. good. It's so for
3: good. Sure. Yeah,
0: but it, it actually kind of speaks to like Yakuza in a way. Like I, so first of all, you're talking to the uh, number one Yakuza fan and number one Yakuza fan podcast uh, in the world, right here. Uh, I can talk about <laughs> nice Yakuza to meet for you, hours. Paul. Fuck yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we just became best friends, so uh, we'll, yeah. we'll talk about Yakuza later. But yeah, no, I, I feel like that also kind of you can easily say that about Yakuza, right? Where it's like it captures this sort of nostalgic, um, like almost uh, innocent vibe to it, even though it's a story that's all about crime and these gangsters and stuff but a lot of it like you said is very like soap opera-y and it's mm-hmm. um i mean i'm watching like i since you know we're all in quarantine i've been watching a lot of like old 90s anime and so much of that dna is in yakuza at least like, in terms of the storytelling and like even musical cues and stuff because like you know whenever it gets serious they play these like really cheesy organ like in the background while people are like learning a <laughs> lesson whether it's like kiryu or some guy he just beat up for like mm-hmm. stealing a kid's copy of a video game um so yeah, it's it's one of those series that you can you can directly trace its lineage from previous games that I that I've grown up with, that me and Cam have grown up with and loved. And um it's so cool that like, you know, you're you're playing Kiwami and you're like, yeah, I'm going to play the rest of them because I I haven't even played all of them yet either. So I'm like, I've been thinking about getting back into them recently and I think this <laughs> this conversation might have actually pushed me over the edge. <laughs>
2: Paul, Wait, do so, it uh, with me, please. Yeah. yeah, yeah I,
4: I'll, I'll wait, it. so so Monty, What's are up? you like super excited? For- Are you super excited for um, Like a Dragon?
2: So, yeah. So, um, when Inside Xbox was doing, like, their thing, I think, last week, um, I missed out on Uh it because I was sleeping, and... (laughs) (laughs)
0: Good choice, good choice.
2: (laughs) It was, like, 8 a.m. my time, so I was like, no. Um, So, I went outside to my living room, and I watched it with my roommate, and they like started talking about like a dragon and I got really excited because it's like a whole new linear story, you know, Kiryu's Mm -hmm. out of, out of the box. He's not there anymore. And it's giving like a story that I've seen, like in other dramas um, of like being in jail for a long time, kind of like relating to Kiryu's, and then coming back and getting betrayed. Um, It's, it's really cool, and I want to see how different they do it. But also, like, the summons are fucking wild. Like, there's a beam from the fucking sky that comes in that gives me, like, really big Saints Row vibes. And I'm here for it. I'm not mad at it. I love chaos. I love, like, wild shit. Like I said before, um, Kiwami reminds me of a novella. Like, I used to watch with my mom. Like, um, like Latino novellas are, like, fucking wild. Nothing makes sense.
0: Super wild. Everyone yeah. like There's always someone with a with a revolver. Someone gets shot like someone gets shot up for whatever reason and it's like a lot of slaps a lot of slaps yeah
4: everyone's
2: cheating on everyone in ninth grade yeah Yeah,
4: look at that yeah Yeah,
2: exactly like there's like Teresa, where there's like there's no connecting the dots of like novella stuff everywhere and that's what it takes me back to and i think that's why i like it so much because it brings me back of like watching it with my mom even though i didn't understand most of it because i was six i'm just like why why are they doing that and they're just like oh you'll figure it out later and i never did (laughs) but but, yeah no it turns Um, out you never do (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you never do. <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm very excited. I wanna finish all of these um before the like US port for like a dragon comes out. Um because mm-hmm. this series is really cool.
0: Damn. Alright, yeah. I guess we're doing this. I guess we gotta like we gotta check in with each other every like every couple of weeks and be like, Hey, how yeah. far are you?
1: Yeah. I like, uh, just recruited Paul good. into like playing Predator with us and like restarting Yakuza with yeah. with Monty. <laughs>
0: That's Caitlin, it. we're good the... at
2: this we're good at bringing yeah, in we're... people to play games <laughs> <laughs> Look, man,
0: I'm, I'm down I'm down you, you as soon as you said yakuza I was like oh here we go started doing the the birdman hand rub um, <laughs> all right cool what else you got on your on your list
2: um okay so following um the I forget the word I'm not good at English notoriously um <laughs> Following the creator of Yakuza's, like, games, he also made Super Monkey Ball, and I'm sure you guys <laughs> know what he looks like. He looks crazy. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> this
4: now, too. Wow. His cheekbones are wild.
2: Yeah. Paul. Like, like he looks like a Yakuza boss.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah.
2: Yep. <laughs> yeah. So, he also created Super Monkey Ball before Yakuza, and... I've been kind of touching on that. And I also played it when I was younger. Like, I got these games for, like, a dollar at a flea market. And they're so much fun. They're kind of just, like, nonsense fun. There's no, like, serious story. You're just it's, – it's it's basically fun mini-golf uh, with cute little monkeys and a ball. And it's been really nice. All the colors are super fun. And I just needed kind of, like, a nonsense game to combat another nonsense game where it's, like, serious and also crazy. But I needed some, like, innocent fun. Um, yeah, yeah. and that's been really cool and just like seeing the differences of like yakuza and super monkey ball it's just like how do you get from here to there um it's, it's pretty <laughs> crazy <laughs> it's
0: like the duality of man it's like on one on one side you have this like really intricate crime drama that's full of like really cute life lessons and then it's like monkey ball like just play just you know <laughs> play marble madness for a little bit uh <laughs> yeah. yeah actually i played the remake not too long ago actually on stream at work and um I got, like, transported to a different time altogether. I, like, I forgot about these kinds of games, and, like, I'm curious why they went away. You know, th- there's a really cool game that's very similar if, if you're really digging Monkey Ball. There's – um oh, man, I forget what it's called. I'll look it up afterwards, and I'll just, like, DM it to you. But yeah, uh, it reminded me a lot of Monkey Ball. But Monkey Ball is, like, a perfect example of something that's so pure, so easy to understand, but also can, like, really sink – a lot of time out of you because you're mm-hmm. it's so easy to just play another level or, or mm-hmm. try to beat a score or try to get whatever hidden things are scattered throughout the level so it's cool that well, what are you playing this on by the way
2: uh ps4 okay kiwami cool, cool. kiwami i'm playing on my pc uh and banana blitz is on my ps4 and i think nice. i made the right decision for that um it's been so fun to play on the console
0: nice awesome awesome cool cool yeah and um so, yeah, I see last year on your list is uh, the Final Fantasy VII remake. My partner's actually playing it. He's just towards the end, and I was, like, glancing over, right like, while I was setting up. Because it's so pretty to look at. It's like, mm-hmm. you can just sort of tune in at any second and see some of the coolest stuff I've ever seen. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm curious to get your, your take on the remake.
2: So, I finished it on Wednesday for a podcast. And it's crazy. Um, I played the first one when I was, like, seven and didn't speak any English. So I don't know how far I got into it. I don't remember much of it. But playing this and my teammate Jess, who's, like, obsessed with it, um, I've been texting her and she's been loving it. But the story is pretty crazy. Um, I can't spoil it here, but, like, it's just – it's confusing. But I really (laughs) – nah spoil that no spoil it no if if we hey we have a spoiler cast out you want to hear her spoil it (laughs) y'all can give
0: us okay yeah i like that i'll do that i'll do that
2: (laughs) i I, I can't spoil it because like i will be here for an hour trying to explain what jess explained (laughs) to me it's so crazy Um, but to give like the fun stuff, um, it's, it's, it's a beautiful game. Um, my favorite story to talk about Final Fantasy, and I've told Caitlin literally like five times a month, every fucking month since I've met them. Um, my mom, my mom really, really likes Cloud from Final Fantasy. She's like this like late fifties, like Catholic colombian woman and she's only ever watched advent children the movie she doesn't know what the fuck's happening but she's just so in love with Cloud. so i've been sending her screenshots of like the game (laughs) and she's just like so pretty so beautiful and i want her (laughs) to watch the game um she lives over in rhode island with my brother and i've been like can you please play this game with my mom so she knows what the fuck is happening but i honestly (laughs) don't think she would know because I still don't really know what the fuck's going yeah. on. But yeah. I, really, I really like the game. This was kind of the first game in a very, very, very long time that I bought the day it came out, um, played it through, and it's still kind of relevant. Um, usually I wait about like a year or two to play them. And I think that comes from just like being young and also like not having the chance to play it like once it comes out because I wasn't able to um Mm -hmm. so that kind of just like followed up till now but i was able to do it this time and it was great i think i'm gonna do that a lot more now but i yeah i I, getting back to it i really love the game it was a lot of fun um very short i didn't think i would be able to finish in time i thought it was like a 60 hour game but it was comfortable it was very comfortable and i really like that i hate super long games if it's 100 hours i'm never gonna touch you
0: Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, I, we'll, we'll talk about one of those games in the, in the news this week, but yeah, I, I, uh, when I heard folks talking about like, yeah, it's like 25, 30 hours, I was like, oh, word? I was like, I might actually play this game. Like, I don't have to pour 80 hours or get past the first 10 hours as a, as a tutorial. Like, oh, yeah, that sounds good. Mm-hmm. Um, are you curious about, uh, wait so you don't you said you don't remember much about the original, so so for you, this is pretty much like a first run through the the story. I was gonna ask you if you had any like familiarity with certain plot beats that were in the original that you're curious about how they're gonna interpret in this one
2: yeah, no, um the game's about like twenty years old, um like I said on the cast, like it's like getting mad at it being like Lion King being spoiled for you like it's been around for so long it's around the internet um like i've I've retweeted fan art of, like, spoil points that, like, I haven't gone through, but I just really like the art. Um, And it doesn't bother me too much. I'm still very interested to play because I've connected with these characters, um, especially Barret. Barret's my favorite character in Final Fantasy VII right now. And I want to see where the story goes. I don't know what happens to him at the end of the game. Um, I'm hoping he's okay, but we'll see. That's what's kind of, like, pushing me forward. I want to see where he goes.
0: Nice, nice. Yeah, I'm like, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm so torn. I'll probably just watch a Let's Play or maybe even just like a collection of all the, the cut scenes or whatever. But because mm-hmm. like everyone's, I've said it before on the show, but there are times where I'm like watching some of the action. And I'm like, wow, this looks amazing. This looks really cool right. and like action packed. And then like 10 minutes later, I look over and, and my partner's like going through a sphere grid style, like upgrade skill tree thing. And I'm like, ugh, never mind. I'd, mm-hmm. I'd rather <laughs> just like work on this spreadsheet for work real quick. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, like the older I get, the less patience I have with that. I'm just like, oh, I don't know if I can do this, man. Like, but, um, but she tells me it's not too bad. So you know, maybe I'm I just get over my own sort of mental hurdles there. But, um, yeah, cool, very very cool. Um, all right, so Cam, I, I'm I'm curious. I also want to get some of y'all take. I don't know if you guys have played uh, Apex Legends at all, but um, mm. Apex Legends just came out with season five this week. And there was a new character that finally got released with the new season, which is what they tend to do. Uh, in this one, in this case, uh, we have Loba, who, who has made an appearance before in a previous cutscene where they introduced Revenant. She was the daughter of the the I guess the CEO or whatever the guy who oh, Revenant yeah, kills. He, like, and comes murders, back. Right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was this those, wild. Cutscene. Those animated films are so dope, though. They are really good. I mean, th- they're, they're hers really is really doing good. Work with those. Yeah, yeah hers is really good because I mean, hers also like there's a lot of like comparisons, obviously to to other Latinx. <laughs> Uh, female characters in other games. Um, yeah. And her cutscene really reminded me of, like, the Sombra one, where I was like, oh, this feels familiar. She's jumping around this, like, oh, cool. this futuristic space and... Blow- yeah, she's a thief. She's, like, hacking stuff whatever. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, with Apex Legends, we also got a change to um, the original map, King's Canyon. Uh, they got rid of Skulltown, and... What's it called now? What's the new place called? I forget what it's called. It's called, like...
4: Um, I forget the, the, the names of the places, but yeah. basically, like, the the top, like left side of the map is all different mm-hmm. they just spruced up all this like dead space yeah. in the map mm-hmm. which i think for the better it's a smaller map now but i think it makes way more sense it gets you like back in the action like right away yeah, I, yeah. i'm I'm pretty into the 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 changes i got to stream well i just joined in on your stream the day i guess it came out or well, the day after the day after yeah. and I had we had a really good time um I was uh I didn't get to play with uh, Loba at all but um playing with friends this week uh, I got to see a lot of what the character can do. I'm still confused on the aesthetic of the character. She's like a drum major for some reason. Yeah, she's like a like I a band know. she's um, a member of the yeah. band. <laughs> <laughs> like oh okay. All right. I'm I'm with it but um yeah, I I like her abilities a lot. I think um She's a really dope uh, support character. Basically, her, uh, her first skill is that she can teleport with her bracelet. She can pretty much throw it pretty far and then teleport anywhere within the arc mm-hmm. of the bracelet's uh, trajectory, uh, which is really dope. Um, and it's a cool way to like, kind of fake out um, players and stuff. Mm-hmm. You can just act like you're throwing it and not actually warp. Um, and then her alt is uh, she sets up a thing called the Black Market. Where it takes uh, all the loot in the immediate area and puts it in one place, and you can each character in your squad can grab two uh, items from around the area. So you can literally like someone can be like picking up something, and if you have that thing there, you can like take it from them. Which has actually happened to me. Like, uh, oh, yeah. I I, t- I stole from a friend of mine's. Uh, we were playing together. And he was like about to pick up a gun, and I took it from the black market. He was like, "What the?" F-? Like, <laughs> I didn't know it was happening. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, and then she, I forgot where her passive skill is. Oh, she can see through walls and see like um, legendary. Yeah. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but it, it, I think it's a cool mix up uh, of the character. Um, uh, I don't, I don't really know like my full feelings on the, the the this character design and stuff, but um, I'm I'm pretty into it. Like this game never ceases to amaze me like how much I get into it like I put it down for months at, at a time and then when I when they come out with new seasons I'm like damn yeah, I'm never gonna stop playing this game again like yeah. I just get so into it um, how, how have you been with the game?
0: Um, I've actually been enjoying this season a lot actually and like just like you said too there are times where I'm like man why did I stop playing this game it's, it's, it's such an excellent uh, BR and I, I feel very similarly I, I feel like I'm I am I also hit up a uh, friend of the show Natalie uh, as soon as I was, like started playing with the character just to like get her feel for the character in, in general especially the design and the backstory and stuff because I also had some complicated feelings way deep down about this character in particular and like you know, how, you know, certain things she might represent or certain tropes that she kind of carries over from others sort of like, you know, we, we talked about it even with the cyberpunk description about like the, the sort of like fiery, you know, <laughs> like the, mm-hmm. the the Latinx gang or whatever. Um, so I still have some pretty complicated thoughts about her overall and in, in, in terms of her design and stuff. But then Blizzard went ahead and like got the buzzer pulled something way worse in my opinion that I was like, oh man, I guess we're, we're, we'll, we'll never just get it right, huh? But um, I guess, Putting That aside for now, the um, I, I do like her moveset, I, I like her, like you know, sort of how she can complement uh, a team. I, I think it definitely uh, it's definitely for players who are really really good with weapon handling and don't really think too much about abilities, which is not me. I'm I'm I think I'm somewhere in the middle where like my weapon handling is okay, maybe slightly above average, but I do need some sort of like thing to bail me out every once in a while, whether it's like you know. A shield, smoke. or whether it's smoke, yeah, yeah or it's, or it's a you know healing drone or whatever, or in my case, um, Watson's shield regenerator thing that also protects you from like projectiles or whatever. Um, so I like it a lot. I, I like the changes a lot. I'm, I still don't know what the the hunt stuff looks like, which is like the PVE um, portion yeah, of the game. I think that drops next week, so I guess we'll find out eventually. But yeah, I've I've been really, really getting back into the game and and, and enjoying it. But I'm curious if uh, if either uh, Caitlin or Monty, if if you're curious about Apex Legends, or if you, if y'all have played it before in the past. Um, um, I've played so it. I... I don't
1: play it currently, but Monty and Nat actually had a chat on Twitter about Loba, so I think she's probably the uh, the one.
2: Yeah. Um so I started playing Apex again last week. I haven't touched it in about a year or so. Um only cuz like I was moving across country and stuff, so I just haven't been able to touch it. Also with VRs like and shooters in general, I'm like a panic button masher. So like the minute like I feel like sweat coming on, I'll just like click everything. Um but I've been getting better. Um, learning kind of resist that but I touched a little bit on it yesterday and it's it's a little it's a little fun I I really enjoy it again shooters tend to stress me out but I've been taking this quarantine to play a lot of different kind of games and surprisingly have been enjoying them Um, the Loba character as much as I do love seeing like Linux like representation in video games it's It's hard because, like, I think Loba's hot and I love her, like, design and she's love it. But the whole, like, I don't know, like, sexual tension, criminal with, like, the Mm. one Central American accent, like, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's getting boring to this point. Like, do something else, like, have a Latin person talk if like they're coming from like a new country and like they have an accent, like use a South American accent, use maybe a Caribbean accent, um, or just maybe no accent at all. Maybe it's just a American accent. Um, that's something that like I kind of like struggle with. So it's, it's kind of very hard to hear about these things. Um, and again, with the whole sexually charged thing, uh, it's, it, it helps like, people not take Latina seriously and it's always like sexual. So I have like a lot of like hard feelings with that. Um, I just want to see something different. I think Loba is is cool, but I just wish they would do something different with with Latin characters, especially with like criminal stuff going on. And especially with like political climates right now with like the whole, like, you know, Mm -hmm. camps and stuff going on, Mm -hmm. like being seen as a criminal is very sensitive right now. Um, yeah. I just wish they would do something different, but Apex yeah, Legends yeah. right now in a whole is, has been really fun for me. I just, I panic button everything.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, the, I mean, yeah, I'm, this is why I'm so glad to have you all on the show to talk about this stuff. Cause like, I feel even with her like reveal trailer, I mean, if, if you just YouTube that right now, folks who are listening, um, it's just like the, her reveal, like her backs to the camera, they're showing off her, you know, all like her body in a, in a different mm-hmm. way, and like yeah. if for a game yeah, that for the geeks. <laughs> yeah, like geeks to it's camera, like, and then you know, we'll yeah. just move the camera forward. Mm-hmm. It, it feels like. I don't know for for a game that I I thought for the most part handle was handling this stuff pretty well like they had a couple hiccups with you know I think there was like a Wraith, uh, wraith skin, skin that was like yeah. yeah yeah so there there were some things in the past that weren't always great even like Octane I thought they handled Octane decently well like I was like oh cool he's like you know he's clearly like a Latinx character he speaks in Spanish sometimes he does mm-hmm. Spanglish it's it's really cool he's got a lot of character mm-hmm. um, but between this and what what happened with with you know Blizzard which we'll get into in the news section it, it's like, again, we talked about it on a previous show too, where it's like we're asking for crumbs. Like, we're at, the bar is yeah. so low. Like, we're, we're not asking yeah. for a ton, you know. Like, we're not. And again, you know, there's going to be folks out there who are like, oh, they're outraged or the, whatever. This is some sort of agenda or whatever. But it's like, yeah. not really, man. Like, I still love this game. I'm still going to play the hell out of it. But yeah. I'm just asking for them to just try a little harder. Just, just take right. a, an extra second to think about this thing. Or you know what? I mean, I know this is a, a lot easier said than done. And and, and who knows? They, I know they're taking steps to to. To at least in terms of apex, I know that some folks on the team, you know, are Latinx and they've, you know, hopefully been contributing. But it also makes me wonder, like, how many people are in the room when when these decisions are being made, or, or you mm-hmm. know, these these things are being written. Who's writing them? Like, there's a lot of questions to be asked, but it's also at the same time, I think, valid to be like, hey, can y'all just try a little harder? Like, we're not, I'm not asking for a complete redesign of the entire game and, and whatever. It's just like, like you said, there are some things that are a little sensitive, especially at the moment, that I think would be better if you just. I just put a different spin on it. I was actually surprised that she wasn't some like cartel leader or whatever. It was like you yeah, know she's right. you know she's got experience in handling the you know the underworld or whatever. It was <laughs> like I'm glad it wasn't that at least you know because that that's always like an easy out too to make someone that person or that character. We've seen it in the past, but even some of the biggest defenders like Ubisoft, even they've been sort of slowly learning their lesson of like, hey, look, this new uh, Ghost Recon, it's it's a fictional tech island, right. and it's like. <laughs> you know we can at least we can punch up with the tech spe- with the tech mm-hmm. crowd or whatever or silicon valley crowd but yeah it's um interesting man it, it sort of just like reignited a couple of conversations that I that I have sort of been having even you mm-hmm. know amongst friends and um mm-hmm. you know i don't know it, it's it, she's st- like you said too though she's still a like really cool character i think she's really awesome but the same time it's like man i wish i wish you tried a little harder like you know yeah. but i guess there's always there's always next time i guess i don't know i guess
1: yeah we can get into it more maybe during the blizzard news stuff but i had a conversation with someone on twitter yesterday about this that was um weird is what i'm gonna say
0: okay
3: yeah no, i don't i don't is know it? about
2: this so i'm interested is it oh, is it
0: blizzard you? related
2: yeah I, yes. <laughs> I didn't see it i didn't oh, see well. it well you
0: could go look, Mom. Okay, that, that's a little. That's a little <laughs> teaser. That's a little teaser for the user. <laughs> yeah. Um All right, so so stay tuned, everybody. Don't don't stop <laughs> listening here. Um, all right, so I'll quickly go through the rest of my playlist because it's, it's kind of the usual suspects. I've been playing Overwatch. I, I've gotten into Overwatch again recently, especially with a few friends in the Discord. Uh, we've been playing, and and it's it's. A, I mean, Overwatch is still in terms of like a team-based character shooter. It's like for me, it's like the gold standard. It's so good. I I played. I, I didn't expect myself to also be getting back into this game, and, and it's such a shame too because I, we keep hinting at this thing. But like, just when I was getting back into it, it's like they they pull some fuck shit, and I'm like, God damn it! Like, yeah. <laughs> just when I was like giving y'all a chance, you, you go ahead mm-hmm. and pull this again. Um, but yeah, I've been playing that again, and really noticing a lot of like the improvements they've made since I've since I've last played, which has got to be over a year or two at this point. Um, and then beyond that, still just kind of checking into animal crossing doing my my due diligence in terms of tur- turnips and all that stuff so haven't really been digging myself back into too much of an animal crossing hole just yet but um i think i'm slowly cooling off on it like i keep saying but um and then yeah there was a ddr 5 demo that was it's like a web-based demo and um man uh, i don't know if i've ever talked about ddr on the show before but i i when i was younger i cam can attest to this i, I played Seen amounts of, of Dance Dance Revolution uh when I was I think that was probably the only thing that kept me in shape as a teenager because I would just play for <laughs> hours and just sweat for for you know for hours on end and um so I have like a real soft spot in my heart for that for that series and I also love rhythm games so this one is is browser-based and and uh, there's a demo for it now live which I got from the um Kotaku article that Ethan wrote and um it's interesting. It has it lets you play with your arrow keys. It doesn't let you program, you know, use any other keys on your keyboard, which is a bit of a bummer. But I was digging into the menus, and it's all in Japanese, so I was like stumbling through there. And there is a mode where you can, or there's a setting rather, where you can um, map either a controller or, if you have a pad laying around, like I guess a USB pad, um, you can also map the buttons to the arrows and the and the buttons or whatever. So, I obviously, don't have a pad in, in my apartment, a DDR pad, so I'm like. Uh, considering maybe even, like, getting one online and, and checking this out again, but I did play with my with my arrow keys, rather, and uh, it's fine. It's definitely not the way to play it, and, like, I know the Step Mania fans are going to come after me, and I'm apologizing now in advance. I know that, <laughs> that that's a big scene, and cool. I'm happy for y'all. But, like, also, like, I don't know. I, this is not what I'm expecting from Konami, but I also, like, am not surprised at the same time, considering what they tend to do with their, you know, their games, like, metal gear pachinko machines and now web based ddr games it's weird it's weird how um, does it either way, work
2: with web based are you just that's what like i'm wondering is it like guitar hero where like you press where you go while pressing another button what's going on there so
0: it's just it's just like so if you open up in a Chrome browser or Firefox, whatever, Safari, whatever you use, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. you just go to this like portal and, um, it takes a while to load to, I guess it might be sort of installing some local stuff into your machine Mm -hmm. or at least downloading them. And yeah, I think there was like, uh, 15 songs that you can choose from and they all have their sort of, um, regular difficulties all the way from beginner to expert. Shout out to this Honda Civic that just passed by my apartment. (laughs) And, um, and then yeah you, you pick a song and you and you play it and it's all on screen there's like a sort of visualizer in the background of like a this really funky stage and there's a character sort of dancing weirdly in the background while you while you do all these moves i will say the announcer voice is still way too loud it, that's always been a problem the <laughs> DVR series like oh man you're combo king i'm like i can't hear the fucking music bro. um so that's still a problem if, if you're if you're curious about that there's doesn't seem to be any way to like customize that or, or even just change the levels the menus themselves are very very like bare bones and basic which is another thing that i've like i'm just curious about with like konami like yo what are y'all doing man like you guys have such mm-hmm. a cool opportunity here to make something that's like on par with something like you know what's that dancing game that's like, like still dance. making just dance yeah like there you know there's a whole market out here that people want to clearly mm-hmm. you know I, i'm sure that they, they could tap into but it just, it just doesn't seem like the right move but it, again it's just the demo so i'm gonna give them the benefit of the doubt maybe it comes out and it like you know maybe the final version is way better but so far i'm, I'm not really impressed and it's a bummer because i mean i i love ddr i mean I could I'd be playing it right now and you know, in addition to my my ring fit sessions, but you know, alas, <laughs> we don't we don't live there anymore. At least I have to maybe buy a DDR machine on eBay or something. I'm I'm stupid enough that I might actually consider that. Um and put it on my roof. All right, cool. So uh we can just jump into the news this week. Um our first story, again, kind of a, a bit of a, a blast from the past here, but uh they're remaking uh Tony Hawk's Pro Skater one and two into one sort of bundle, remastered bundle. Um Cam, I know we played this a ton back in the day. Uh, yeah. Uh, Caitlin and, and Monty, mm-hmm. I'm curious. Are you all familiar with uh, Tony Hawk? And have you all played it in the
2: past? I am.
1: Uh, I've played yeah. it a little, but I don't actually know which ones I played. I definitely just like played them with a friend at her house and had no idea what it was.
0: <laughs> yeah tony hawk for the most part like that entire series was largely responsible for putting me on to like music that i just did not listen to so mm. it's like you know, a lot of punk and and rock and ska and stuff at the time i was like i don't know what any of this is but this all sounds amazing but then every once this in a while i'd slaps. be like yeah i'm like this shit is funny. superman i put that shit on repeat yeah man. um <laughs> so yeah i'm i'm really curious to to play more of this There there was a um they they showed off the 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 trailer obviously and also shout out to Roman who who worked on that, our our former co-host uh out there at Activision doing his thing. But yeah, we um got a chance to see the the trailer and then they also had this like a with Jeff Keeley going over all the stuff and one of the things I also um, found really, really interesting, and I'm taking this from the Kotaku story that Ian wrote, is that the all the professional skaters that we're gonna see in the game are going to be, like, aged, like, appropriately. I mean, you know, yes. to to a degree, I'm sure. I'm sure they took That's some true. creative liberties. Um, but they're going to be, like, older versions of those characters, which I find, or, the, you know, the real-life people, which I find really interesting. Um, and for the most part, I think the majority of the old soundtrack is going to be back, but not everything. But um, with all that said and done, uh, Cam, are you excited for Tony Hawk's <laughs> Pro Skater 1 and 2 remake, remastered? Uh
4: Yes, but no. Right? Like... <laughs> I remember, like, uh, the last time I played, it was probably with you and another friend of ours, Manny, and I was just not as good as you guys. I remember I was like, oh, I was, I've been playing this wrong my entire childhood. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. And then when I met you guys in, like, seventh grade, I was like, you know what? I think it's time for me to put that shit down. Um, <laughs> so I'm I'm excited that, you know, people who have that, like. like, I love the music from Tony Hawk. Like, that was, like, the biggest part for me. But the gameplay itself is, like, it's not really like a skateboarding game. It's like a remember these buttons, uh, you know, balance game. Like it's it's more like reflex based than anything else, you know? Oh, um, yeah, for sure. Uh, but my thing is just make skate. Just make another skate game. Just do that. It's never going to happen. Can, we, can we do that?
0: Never going to happen, dude. Can we
4: do that? We're never going to get another skate game and uh, just make skate four.
0: Yeah, I, I would also love that, but I guess this is as close as we're gonna get. Or you could play a session on Steam, which is hilarious. Um, and <laughs> yeah, no, uh, but I, I am
4: I am mean, pretty like excited for the people who are excited for it. You know what I'm saying? Like
0: yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, what about yeah, you, man? I, you I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty hyped for it. I, I'm, I'll probably buy it and and stream it a bunch because it, it is one of those sort of like like you said, it, it's not really so much a, a skateboarding game. It, it kind of became something a little more than that. I think Mm -hmm. skate definitely took it to a level where it's like, Hey, we're trying to like simulate what it's like to actually skateboard and did some really cool things with, you know, controls and, and things like that. But yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm also excited. I'm almost like, you know, a little bit cautiously optimistic here, but it's like, it's a formula that's so classic that I think bringing it to, you know current gen consoles is kind of a fun thing to do even though they had a remake not too long ago which wasn't that great I remember buying that and not having a good time with that one but um do you uh Monty do you have any uh you know plans on on checking this out when it drops
2: oh no for sure purely for like nostalgia reasons um me and my little brother used to play this a lot well I'm not gonna say little he's 18 now but um (laughs) Uh, we used to play this a lot when we were younger and then like with the whole skate thing he really liked it and like Paul I think he touched upon like music and that's how he got into like a lot of alternative music Um, that's how he found out about one of his favorite bands Rage Against the Machine and Mm -hmm. it's yeah it was such a weird game because I wasn't into skate culture Um, I was just like okay I mean if I press these buttons it's gonna do something and I think that's what got me through Um, I was also like 12, 11, around there, but, um, I'm really excited. I called my brother when I saw the announcement and he couldn't believe it. So yeah, when that comes out, I'm definitely going to play it. Will I finish it? I don't know, but to play it for a while for nostalgia reasons, I think will make me feel very good. And that's what I'm looking forward to. For sure.
0: For sure. For sure. Um, all right, cool. We can jump into next story here. So this this one was like a, a little demo that they previewed uh, a little earlier this week. So they showed off the Unreal Engine five, um, specifically running on a PS five, which is really interesting. So this is our first, I guess, technical look at what we're gonna what we can come to expect from the next generation of consoles, specifically in this case the PlayStation five. But um, did did you all watch this by by chance? Mm-hmm. I did. Yeah. Yeah, I checked it out. All right, cool. We all did the homework. All right, cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I was, I was curious because I mean, this thing, I already think games are like incredible looking to you know mm-hmm. as is, and so it really is cool to get a peek behind the curtain and see just folks talk about the technical side of things. That there, there were parts mm-hmm. of the demo that really looked like, you know, it, obviously this is like a promotional demo for for an engine, so they're clearly mm-hmm. trying to push this as like a marketing tool for developers to be like, hey, use our engine, please pay us, and give us uh, parts of your, you know, whatever, whatever money you make. So, um, take that with a grain of salt, obviously, but I, um, I'm curious to to get your, your thoughts. Uh, Caitlin, I'll start with you, with Unreal Engine 5, and I guess the peak at PlayStation 5, if, if we're looking at it that way. Um, did anything sort of stand out for you in this whole demo? Uh,
1: Paul, I'm going to be real with you. My reaction was no thought, head empty, um, because <laughs> I don't do well with the technical stuff um yeah i we watched it in our server uh andrew streamed it and i i it was nice because i got to ask a lot of questions but i i don't really know very much about like engines or graphics or that kind of thing like you said i kind of think games look fine and i'm usually more into ones that have more distinct art style than looks like a person um so it, it didn't do much for me, but people seemed really excited about it. So if people are happy, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that that is that's that's cool, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, um know. yeah, there was some times where like my eyes would glaze over when they're like talking about how many millions of triangles and stuff and I was like Yeah, I okay, still I don't, don't really know what, this means. what that
1: means. Um but for sure. It's whatever. You know, people who get that stuff seem stoked, so good for them. I'm yeah. happy.
0: For sure, for sure. Um, Cam, did you get a chance to check this out? What would you think?
4: Yeah, it was kind of what I was talking about two episodes ago, um, where it's like, I don't know how much, like the increase is so incremental that I don't think I can truly appreciate what's actually going on in whatever they're showing me. I'm like, oh, that looks like the, you know the other game from this generation. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. it looks just as good to me. Like I can't tell. It's like when you see a crowd of 100 people or 200 people, you can't tell the difference. It's like, you know, like, I don't know what the the actual number is, but I mean, it looks cool. But I I think until we actually get our hands on the stuff and see what people can actually do with the engine, that's when we'll start to actually see like how dope it is. But like I'm
0: like with Caitlin, like I don't really know (laughs) what's going on. Yeah, <laughs> it, it actually, I'll get into it with the next story, but I, I also feel very similarly in terms of like, all right, this looks great, but I'm like, at the same time, I'm curious, what what kind of stories are we going to be telling? It, it, yeah. it feels like there's still so many unanswered questions there where like, I need to see an actual game and I need to see right. some sort of like cool systems being, you know put on display at, instead of just being like yo look at this cave if you move the sun this shit is crazy it's like all right yeah. i guess that's cool to watch also but uh monty i'm curious to get your take as well
2: um i'm the type that would be very fascinated with the moves like the sun moving and a like a shine hitting a certain way uh, this yeah. is all very like developer porn for me um i'm with y'all, where it's just like, I don't really know what's going on, but I think the push for tech and kind of seeing where it can go and what we can do to take us there is very interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm very into the idea of like making things that we don't see usually. Uh, So very like artistic art styles, the whole like realism stuff. I know me and Caitlin have touched upon it a whole bunch. Um, It's great to see, but also, like, I'm getting a little bored with it. Yeah, Um, honestly,
1: Hot Take, just because your game looks like real people, that doesn't make it beautiful. Like, that's just fucking, you're just a life sim, whatever. Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so, like, I want to see how this could take us maybe outside of that box in any way, and I'm very excited for that because it seems great. It seems beautiful, but also, like, I do like when the sun hits a certain rock and it looks pretty, I get very easily <laughs> impressed with that. <laughs>
0: yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, I think there's like a, a nice balance to be had there where I think some of the technical details that they talk about, especially in terms of like the solid state drive and, and being able to access data at a higher rate and all that kind of cool like, mm. sort of behind the scenes stuff. It's interesting to an extent, but it also makes your mind wonder like, oh, so like how are you actually going to be using, utilizing that stuff, right? Like mm, to, right. to create new experiences as opposed to like, like you guys have mentioned, like making a, a prettier Uncharted 4, which I already thought was like, this is incredible. Like this looks really, you know, the fidelity is, is amazing. But at the same time, when you like, you know, you step back also, sorry to any Uncharted fans out there, it was an Uncharted game. It was like not not a whole lot. Yeah. There was sort of, changed you know Mm -hmm. yeah like Mm -hmm. i would be
1: so much more into these kinds of conferences and stuff if they could say like here's what we can do with cell shading like here's what we can do with like different types Mm -hmm. of like funky fun animation or physics or like you know like here's all the new shit you could do with the deck builder that you've never thought of before because like otherwise Mm -hmm. it's like i don't care if nathan drake like you can see the individual like beard hairs on him that's not like that doesn't make it a better game despite popular belief um and Like, I do kind of feel like two of these conferences kind of are more dev-geared, and I get that. Like, I'm not a developer. I don't know what any of this stuff is, but I don't know. It's just I wish we would kind of move away from the whole, like, fidelity to realism thing and talk about, like, the other ways that this could impact games.
4: Hopefully, like, the tools for um, the Unreal Engine is, like makes it easier to develop mm-hmm. that way we can avoid crunch time and all yeah. that stuff like maybe that'll that's what i want to hear about like yo this is going to cut down your workload like yeah yeah that's a great point. That, that would be cool
3: yeah i can that's
1: a
0: really for good sure point. for sure for sure um all right cool so yeah kind of the same thing with the next story there was a ghost of tsushima uh, gameplay demo that uh they showed off, and I actually just before we started recording I, I finished watching it and um this game is, is pretty it's pretty interesting it's it's still coming out on p s four as far as we know uh okay. this year and um so we, yeah we we got a, another chance to look at it and they showed off like their sort of uh, monochrome mode that you can sort of if you want to play it like I guess, close to what an old samurai movie would look like. You can do that if you wanted to, which is, you know, kind of a cool feature, I guess. But I've also been seeing some really interesting discussions pop up around the, you know, representation of samurai mm-hmm. and what those sort of uh, figures represent and and mm-hmm. some some problematic stuff, which, which is interesting, yeah. which I've never really considered or, or really looked into because it's just because it's something that I have never really thought about much. But... Not- um
1: it's it, I was Kay. just going to say, it's interesting coming from Sucker Punch, too, right? Because they had the whole thing with Second Son, where
0: they yep. decided
1: that they had to have it be real Seattle, even though none of the other infamous cities were real. And then there's, like, I can't, I'm sorry, I can't remember the name of the tribe right now, but there's a tribe who lives, like, right next to Seattle that they did not base the tribe on and they did not do any consulting mm-hmm. work with. And Oof. also, like, is it, what's his face? Isn't, like, Troy Baker or Troy Nolan Baker, North yeah. one of them? Is Delson? Like, yeah, yeah I think is, Troy Baker
2: yep. voices Delson. Yeah, and yeah. Trimakers. When yeah. I saw white.
1: when I saw the when we watched the E three presentation for that, I think I audibly groaned when they were doing the samurai thing because I was like, "Go back to white people!" Like, <laughs> like obviously do whatever you want yes. about things, but like they've already proven that they don't know what they're doing to a degree, or they don't want to know what they're doing. So it's mm. like. Like, you can't just take cool shit because you like it. And, like, and that's already something that is such a problem with video games and samurai ninja stuff. Like, that whole mm. era of, like, super problematic ninja games that everybody, like, of a certain time period loves. And you look back and you're like, mm, those are questionable. Mm, yep. Like, when Waypoint did their yeah, way totally. of the their Mark of the Ninja or whatever, Uh, like, I can't remember what they call them. But they're, like, spoiler cast on that. They were like, yeah, this is a fucked up game. And they, like, kind of talked about it. it's like yeah it turns out like w- despite how closely tied the video games industry is to japan like western does do not pay attention
0: yeah yeah i mean and this is a, a discussion that we continue to have over and over in this space right where it's like you know developers as good as their attentions may seem right like mm-hmm. they they tend to overlook very basic things in terms of Who's playing these roles? Who, you know, what are what are we basing this off of in, in terms of, you know, if we're going for a realistic location? And, and there, mm-hmm. there's a bunch of different things that have to be considered when you're when you're creating these kinds of worlds and characters and stuff. And um, one thing I, I, I saw a really interesting Twitter thread about was the sort of um, the usage of samurai as this, you know, um, metaphor for this nationalistic uh, side of Japan and 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 how certain you know politicians will use they've even been illustrated as like samurai for their like campaign posters Mm -hmm. and stuff so it's a very like it's a thing that's rooted in history and there's a context there and it's 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 sort of common for for uh developers to just pick and choose these things like halloween costumes Mm -hmm. and never really put much thought behind them so um with ghost of tsushima though i mean like you know it's it's For the most part, like I I hate to say I think it looks beautiful. I think it looks like technically brilliant. I think there are parts of it that my the gamer part of my brain goes, like, Oh, this this looks really cool. I can't wait to like, you know, slash a bunch of fools, like, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. But then the other part of my brain is like but yeah, do I really want to play another like sixty to eighty hour open world game? Like I'm seeing him like run through the this like mm-hmm. beautiful bamboo forest, but then he's like grabbing bamboo, and I'm like, okay, so you're gonna probably have to craft something at some point. There are two different ways to take out a camp. When you take out a camp, you get the like notification on screen that you cleared out a camp. So there's a lot of stuff in there that I'm like, okay, this looks cool, but at the same time, I'm not like super super excited at the at the chance to like jump jump into this game. Um, but those are just probably, you know, f- just fatigue from these from these styles of games. But uh, Cam, I'm curious to get your take on on Ghost of Tsushima and, and you know if you're if you're gonna get this before the next gen or if you if you might pass on this one.
4: Uh, I was actually just talking to a friend of mine who was like super hyped for it, and I was telling him that I'm probably not going to get it this gen. I'll probably wait. Uh, my my PS4 is the base model so it's already screaming when i boot up anything the fan is going crazy but um i mean yeah like you said it looks really dope but this kind of goes back into what i was saying before like i don't know like this looks great i like when i see next gen stuff my eyes can't tell that it's not this thing you know what i'm saying like Mm -hmm. it's it's all kind of the same for me uh i fell asleep during the the presentation (laughs) for this game i'm not gonna lie like i legit like knocked out um it nice. looks cool. Like it looks like, you know, um any other open world game that you can do all these cool things in, right? Um, but to be honest, I'm more interested in like an Assassin's Creed where I can jump off a mountain and, and then roll like, you know, like and not get hurt or, you know, mm-hmm. like I, I, I'd rather have like the fun than to have, have this like high fidelity uh honor system samurai code thing. I don't know. Like it looks cool. Like, it really does look Super dope, and I will be playing it at some point, but I'm not super hyped for it. What yeah. about y'all?
0: Yeah,
2: uh, I got thoughts. Um, hey, let's hear. It. Let's hear it. <laughs> so I I messaged the uppercut group chat when I was like watching um, the Ghost of Tsushima mm-hmm. uh, reveal, and like my thoughts on this is like I'm very excited. Only because, like, I'm a big, like, soundtrack person. I love when music is orchestrated and worked really hard on. And I, I really, really fall for that. Also, like, I saw You Could Pin a Fucking Fox. And, like, that's really cool. Um, but I'm, like, I think I've, I said it before here. Like, I'm not a big fan of, one, like, 100-hour games. Like, the initial feeling of rush of excitement quickly fell through when I, like, realized, I'm, like, this is going to be another really long game also uh, Paul you touched on it with like nationalism Samurai and like Samurai is very very connected with like right-winged groups and like I'm sure if we touch that upon on like a game that's like Western um, which I'm sure we have before but nothing's coming to mind like would we care would we not is the big question um, also the communities like, dealing with like orientalism when it comes to like asian related stuff is a big issue um and i think that needs to be talked about more before this game comes out this game i know is going to be super problematic when it comes out um Mm -hmm. again i was really excited um i was messaging the group chat like how excited i was but then i quickly thought about okay this is like a game that i can't relate to what am i going to look forward to that's like an issue and if i enjoy it like is it going to be harmful to other people and this is like what i found i think the big issue is the orientalism um because Mm -hmm. we deal with that with media every day and is this game going to push that more to like a harmful uh place especially with gamers being very stubborn me being one of them so that's that's my my thoughts on it so far but the game does look very beautiful um also are the voice actors going to be uh, of the correct race or are they just gonna you know use like another white actor for the english mm. voicing and like the excuse is like well how many japanese like voice actors out there it's just like you can find them there's like, a lot of people lot. like like just put yes. out a fucking tweet like consultant people like you, you you have to work harder to make it right but are we going to see that? I don't know. Are people going to care? Of course. But is it going to be enough of a push that these fucking companies are going to get it? But we'll see. Mm-hmm.
0: Totally. Totally. We'll yeah. I, all all great points. Totally. Yeah. I think you summed it up really well there. I'm also <laughs> just like uh, very hesitant to see how certain things get handled you know especially considering that this game takes place during a very particular time and what things they'll sort of cherry pick and leave out conveniently and, and what things they'll they'll focus on or, or you know shed a certain light on in a specific kind of way so very curious to see how the, all that stuff is handled i'd like to be surprised but based off of you know gaming's track record i'm not going to hold my breath either um but uh, I, I added this story, our next story here, just because I thought it was adorable. I don't know if y'all have seen this yet, but uh, the musicians who composed the Animal Crossing New Horizons theme—they like got into this like really cute. Uh, they, they made this really cute video of them all playing their respective instruments and playing the theme at the same, you know, together. They edited it together. It's Aww. it's so nice to actually. Start to see that now. Mm-hmm. Have you seen this yet?
2: No, I saw it's it. So good. I saw it in tear so It's so. It's so yeah. wholesome. It's so cute. Yeah.
0: Yes, same here. I, I got. I got emotional watching it. I, I wasn't <laughs> expecting that reaction. I was like, "Oh my god, this game is actually beautiful." <laughs> um, Cam, did you get a chance to check this out?
4: I did, and I shared it with everybody, especially with my partner, because that's the only game she plays, so mm-hmm. like, uh, I was like, oh my god, you gotta check this out, and she was like, it's so cute.
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, no, I, I love, I love that, that theme, it's just so good, and it's so like good. I said like plenty of times, I haven't played Animal Crossing this week at all, which is like a first for me, but How dare um, you? I know, um, but it was kind of nice not to have that on my plate, but um, like I said, like, I get oddly emotional with this game. Like when I have friends come over and then they leave, I get like fucking like damn, I'm lonely now. Like you know, like it's a weird time for me. But um, yeah, no, I, I thought this was really dope, and yeah, the quality was just really nice too. Like
0: oh, so nice. <laughs> I, I just it makes me want to pick up an instrument and, and like play something and be horrible for a bit. But uh, yeah, I need. I, what y'all think of this video?
2: i teared up i i'm a big baby anything cute like makes me cry like even with caitlin like if they ever tell me something nice to me like i'll just burst into tears so when i watch this video like i was already like drenched like it's just it's it's so it's so cute it's so cute and i think if i watch it again i'll start like tearing up so
0: (laughs) yeah same same oh yeah uh no, no shame here. We cry all the time. We, 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 I talk about crying all the time, baby. Crying, crying gang. Um, yeah, but, Caitlin, when you get a chance to watch this video, it's yeah, so good. Yeah, I'm watching it now. All. It's
1: very cute.
0: <laughs> nice yeah it's also like short and sweet like they didn't yeah. do the whole song they just give you a little taste it makes me kind of want some sort of like live album of some Ooh. of the songs especially the, the kk slider joints yeah uh nintendo i will pay an absurd amount for this just let me pay for this
3: yeah.
2: um, you know how they yeah. do like the world tours for like the final fantasy orchestras like they oh need to God. get on that with animal crossing yeah, animal crossing. yeah
0: cool. <laughs> that that's actually so funny thinking about it now can't uh, we went to one of those right we went to um did we go to one of those together yeah a long time who. ago it was like video game i forget what it was called like video games live or something yeah. like that yeah and they had like and
4: a big final fantasy section
3: mm.
0: dude every song they would play it's i'm also like a, a former orc dork here uh first violin what's up kid at me um <laughs> damn, flex on but i remember like sitting there yeah flex on Drop <laughs> a flex bump for my damn self uh but yeah we we like we remember oh like God. walking to the theater. and uh they were like playing the i think it was like halo uh theme song or whatever like with the full choir and everything and i just like immediately started like tearing up like oh my god this is so beautiful um but yeah see it's like there's so much potential video games you you, you can get it right you can get some things right Mm -hmm. but other things you drop the ball with speaking of which our last day of the week which happened yesterday actually mm-hmm. it's so funny like wh- I was actually playing with some folks in the discord and also with our um with our guests last week shout out to Nico and we were all playing together and then like halfway through uh Nico's like oh they just announced the new Overwatch like anniversary skins and stuff and like one of them is this sort of Aztec themed uh skin for um Zenyatta and, I'll, and I was like immediately like deflated like oh. like we've learned nothing since uh since the Pharah you know um indigenous skin that that they gave her which was mm-hmm. bizarre bizarre choice and uh and they've made some questionable decisions in the past too in terms of some of the the, the skins for the female characters so mm-hmm. this isn't like complete surprise but also it's it's like it's disappointing it's like so for those who don't know zenyatta's character is like this robot who i guess canonically comes from like nepal or i think it's nepal, nepal or, something or tibet like that, or, or i think one of the two nepal or tibet yeah yeah, so and, and it's like it's it's communicated through a lot of his like his skins and his moves and his voice lines and stuff like that. Like, it's, it's very apparent like he floats around, you know, like in like a seated position and stuff. He's he's, he's a cool character. Um but they released this Aztec themed um Huitzilo Pochli uh skin which mm-hmm. it's a thing I had to like write it out here for the pronunciation. Um but it's an Aztec themed skin for um, Zenyatta. and, you know, on the technical side of things like it's a beautiful looking skin. I think it looks really cool. It's got some really cool um, details and, and cool looking uh, just colors and, and stuff like that. But you know, it, it begs the question once again, why would you give this to your character who canonically is not even from that part of the world and is also a robot and, and you know, in with Blizzard's track record, like I said, with Farah and stuff like this, it's not surprising, but it, it's disappointing. Um, Monty I'll start with you uh to get your take on Zenyatta's new skin um what do you think
2: um again like political climate like with with all this stuff with like people of color and also like giving it to a robot it's just like kind of pushes like dehumanization um it's like giving like another character that's not like a person, like, this sort of skin, um, if you want to make it right, like, please make a character with the right representation, like, why are you just handing it to a robot, like, the Nutcracker skin was received really well, like, that's the one skin I use for Zenyatta, um, I, I don't like it, I don't like it, and, like, I've been coming in and out with, like, Overwatch during this quarantine, I have a lot of fun, I love, really, really love Arissa. I love her, she's my mom, um, but like why why like i see like right now like with the link that you send it like ash has a really silly skin so does roadhog so does mercy like why did Zanyana have to be like this push i know it's another way of like blizzard trying to push a representation they just don't know how they're doing it i don't know who they're consulting who are they consulting in this shit it's it, it makes me a little upset and i know a lot of these gamers' arguments are just, like, well, it's just a skin, it's just this and that. But, like, even with, um, what's her name, uh, Symmetra's, like, Devi skin, like, a lot of people from that culture were saying, like, hey, like, she is meant to represent something that's not owned, and the skin isn't right, and it was just, like, completely ignored. So, <laughs> I, I don't know who they're consulting in and it's just like kind of an eye roll it's just like I. and again also pushing representation it's taking them for years to give us a black woman and she's she, not and she's still not yet. here and like nope. I, I, I wrote something like in the works of like every time a character has come out or every time they've talked about a character um, they've always had like this cosplayer that would represent them um they would have them immediately out but i think with last year with the whole like hong kong situation going on they were just like let's just give them what they want they want a black woman they want a black woman but they won't ask anything and it's just like no where is she um but that's just like going off the rails but i'm not happy with the skin. Give him a fucking skill, like, silly skin. Like, I I don't know. Give him a Terminator skin. That would be sick. I don't... There's that video from 2017 Dice
1: Conference of Jeff Kaplan talking about the fact that Dorado is based on a town in Italy because modern Mexican cities are too modern. Like... Right. I hate this. I'm sorry. I wrote, like, a whole thing last year after What's-His-Face, the mad scientist character came out. Um... Not Syndrome, that's the one from The Incredibles. I don't remember. But, yeah, I, like, kind of lost my shit last year about this. Um, And then I was talking with someone, I mentioned it earlier, but I was talking with someone yesterday about it because Dia Dia Lucina retweeted the Dorado video and was like, remember this? Remember how fucked this was? And I retweeted it, and then someone was uh, replying to me saying, like, oh, man, I wrote this thing about how much, like, I loved Overwatch and its different... Uh, depictions of latinidad and i was like okay that's a different take f- than what i've heard um and she was kind of talking about how like she had gone to this con with all of these latinx people who were talking about like how they felt that the overwatch heroes who are latinx are very diverse and they show lots of different aspects of latinidad and i was like two out of the three of them are canonically in a terrorist organization the other one is (laughs) brazilian and a dj that doesn't really seem revolutionary to me and we got into the the weeds on it and i don't want to subtweet her because obviously like everybody's you know relationships to media is their own and i can't tell you like you can't find something empowering but like like even y'all when we were talking earlier about loba right like y'all mentioned sombra like multiple times because they're the same fucking character and like Mm -hmm. this person was telling me like she didn't view Sombra as a villain and I was like I mean I could see the argument for that but at the end of the day she is doing illegal shit for money which is like what Latinx characters are always meant to be doing pretty much,
3: mm-hmm.
1: so I was. Yeah, we're like, just yeah. we're happy
2: we're happy with crumbs and like I'm, yeah, like I'm not Overwatch
1: happy. is literally just like and it's like Cam Cam mentioned it earlier of like they keep doing this small stuff, but it's like it's not even that it's small. It's that people are so willing to go to bat for them over crumbs, like you were saying earlier, Paul. Like people are so like when Tracer got announced as being gay, everyone was like, oh, she's the front cover character, and I'm like, she's not canonically gay. She's gay in a comic. It has nothing to do with the game. It doesn't even have anything to do with the shorts. Like, there is, like, I find that method of storytelling really frustrating, and I actually wish Apex wouldn't do it, because I think they're going to fall into the same trap that Blizzard has. Um, But it's, like, they want all these cookies for all these little things, and then they keep fucking different things up, and people keep defending them. And it's, like, if you want it to change and get better, like, you have to yell at them. You have to, like, you... You have to take them to task. And honestly, you probably have to stop playing the fucking game. Like, which I'm not going to tell people to do that. Live your lives. We're in quarantine, whatever. Like, enjoy what you enjoy. But, like, past a certain point, you can't just keep saying, like, eh, it's fine, they tried. Because they fucking didn't. They blatantly didn't.
0: Yeah. Right. They did the bare minimum. Like, and they didn't even do that much. They did did less than the bare minimum. And and it feels like... It's interesting, too, actually, considering how much time I've also been pouring into Valorant, another game that's sort of taken the same approach when when dealing with their characters and giving them all different personalities and, and backgrounds. Mm-hmm. And one character in particular who is actually voiced by the same person who voices Sombra mm-hmm. is uh, this Afro-Latinx uh, character. And first of all, there's sort of a, a problem there that I won't put on the, the, the voice actor themselves, personally speaking, mm-hmm. but there, there's a very big... Um, there's a very big glaring thing that they overlooked there when they cast that role, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, it, it go it sort of. I mean, and the Jeff Kaplan clip that you were talking about, that Dia retweeted. Shout out to Dia, by the way. Yeah, I remember checking that clip out again and being like, "This is what we're talking about." Like th- this, this. You know, this is a very clear example of mm-hmm. these developers sort of picking and choosing these settings and these cultures and these and these things that, like Cam said, have meaning to people. These, these are our identities. These are these are our family members. These are our this is our our history, our ancestry, and they're just being used like Halloween costumes. The same way you see the same you know three or four problematic white girls walking around Brooklyn wearing like native <laughs> you know native yeah. stuff and like or indigenous stuff, and you're like, mm, I don't know about that girl. I don't know if you should have done that. That's not a good look, mm-hmm. but. Um, you know, it's, it's a thing that when the game came out, I didn't really pour too much thought into, at least personally speaking. But now as I get older and I'm seeing more and more egregious examples of this thing and and these conversations that we continue to keep having, it's infuriating. And and it feels like every time we bring it up, there are always going to be folks out there who are like, ah, it's not that big of a deal. It's like, you Mm -hmm. need to relax. And, and, you know, you guys are just causing fake outrage. But at the same time, like, like I said in my tweet, I'm not outraged. Uh, This is fucking corny to me more than Mm -hmm. anything it's just like disappointing and and sort of like I do think that there need to be more people talking about it for sure I'm glad we're talking about it but you know it's like at some point uh Monty like you said there needs to be some bigger effort there to to hire the right consultants or hire the right people Mm -hmm. in the room right like no, no matter how many times you're going to run into this conversation, it's like, well, who the who's in the room, man? Like, I, I look at this point, I will gladly offer my services to walk in the room and be like, "Ooh, <laughs> well, I don't know about that one, actually. Let's point, let's uh, let's scrap that character."
1: At this point, I'm even wondering, like, is it the people in the room or like Blizzard allowed the Native American how cows in Diablo? They are like that C suite is probably never going to change. So like. Yep. again kind of showing the intersectional like nature of our struggles like eat the fucking rich get rid of them don't let them keep making the games because they're gonna keep fucking doing this shit and like no matter how many people you have in the room like if the ceo says no what are you gonna do you know
0: that's true very very true yeah it, it's and you know how how much of a difference are you gonna make in that room when there are like entire cons based around this company and the games mm-hmm. that they release and you know it's it's uh at, at times it definitely does feel like an uphill battle but uh man i don't know it's easy to get dissuaded i guess but yeah the I, fight continues i guess no i
1: mean we can, and we can still do it i just feel like again like we on the ground also gotta stop giving them fucking cookies for nothing
0: word that's a damn that might be the show show title <laughs> right there uh, that was a bar um all right, cool. Uh, y'all good? Need to take a break or can we just barrel right through the rest of the show? You guys good? Yeah, I'm good. Good?
1: Yeah, I'm good.
0: All right, sweet. Let's let's get into it. Actually, before we start the questions, can we go back to time.is? Because there tends to be a, a tendency with the audio drifting sometimes, mm-hmm. especially when I'm doing more than two or three recordings. Yeah. So can we uh, just yeah, do one sure. more slate? Okay, so can we clap at, uh... oh God, okay, 20? Yeah, mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. Awesome. All right. So here we go. All right. So jumping into the questions this week. If you have any questions for us, please feel free to send an email directly to us at questions at the dash dot com, or you can join our Discord, drop them into the questions channel, or if you're brave enough, brave enough, uh, give us a voice message using the Anchor app. So. Uh, we had some really solid questions this week and and I guess we'll continue more of this discussion right now. I probably should have uh, asked this at the same time, but there was a really, really amazing discussion that happened in our discord, um, all in part, uh, to due to to Danny who, in our discord who asked what is the line between a depiction of another culture in media being appropriate or inappropriate? He had mentioned this whole other blurb in there with his initial opinion, but then after having a really cool discussion in our podcast channel with Nico, actually too. shout out to Nico, um, I was like, I read it after the fact. So it was like really awesome to read it. It's probably still up there if you want to go take a look at it, uh, listeners. But um, they added. I also want to add that after considering Overwatch's history and that clip of Jeff Kaplan, like we mentioned, talking about how they made the Dorado map, my opinion on this has changed. I don't think I was fully informed on this before asking. But to his original question, I guess, um, I guess I, I would maybe pose this question as like. A future thing? Like what is the line between a depiction of another culture and media being appropriate or inappropriate? Like what can developers do, I guess, moving forward um that would improve upon that that process? And uh Caitlin, I guess I'll start with you. Uh what do you think?
1: So my mind immediately jumps to Life of Strange Two with this, which I haven't played yet because I'm a terrible person. But um not Natalie Flores, again, shout out, wrote for us, uh, for Uppercut, about it last year in our End of the Year series. I know it's really special to Monty. Like, all, literally all I've heard about it is how authentic it feels. And that's kind of the thing to me is, like, I hate the first Life is Strange because I don't think it's a good queer story. I think, like, as a white, like, alt, like, formerly identified as a girl person, that story should have been directed at me, and it was not. Um, it was clearly written by, like, 30-year-old French um, And, like, that's kind of part of the issue to me is, like, clearly they took the time to, like, dig into this culture, t- into the idea of, like, what it's like to be, like, a brown, specifically Mexican person in this country right now with everything that's happening, with, like, what Monty talked about with the camps and everything. Like, there's clearly such care put into it, and it's really frustrating to me because so many people act like that care – is, like, a bonus or a gift when, like, we have games like, what was that um, medieval one that, like, was adamant about not having brown people in it because it was medieval Europe. Or, like, the one that won't let you play, that, like, let it, so you can turn off being a woman. Like, there's so many people who are like, it's accuracy, it's about accuracy. And it's like, okay, well, where's our accuracy? Like, why do you get it? Why Why do straight white het men like cis men get to have everything be accurate to them but when we ask for it we're asking for too much and so like I think that's the mentality right is like if you can do that for kingdom come deliverance then you can do that for us in any game and if you're gonna take our stories to try to get brownie points you better fucking do them correctly and that means asking us and that means taking the care you know
0: Oof! Hold on, I just gotta drop this real quick. Uh, I'm, I'm, that just might be the whole podcast. Uh, yeah, no that that that's that's incredible. I mean, uh, yeah, it's 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 also like one of the things that I always come back to, which is like you said, right? Taking the effort to care mm-hmm. and, and provide that sort of care for us, right? Because. We like Natalie Flores also mentioned a couple weeks back is like we have to sort of sit and grit our teeth whenever we see this stuff sometimes and and we have Mm -hmm. to like make compromises mental compromises we do that shit all the time like we we talk about where we're Mm -hmm. like oh man this could have been better but game is still fun I guess or like you know there's still parts of it that I still like you are always sort of picking and choosing right as you play these games. So it's like if if we're doing that all the time, we're just asking to like at least be considered when you're when you're creating these these games right and to, mm-hmm. and to be taken into account when we have something to say or, or if you're going to say something about our culture about our or people from our culture,
3: mm-hmm.
0: I definitely want someone in the room or people who are writing it or creating it to be you know. From that culture, it's it's not a lot to ask for Yeah, and like I, I And think. like
1: there's gonna there's gonna be people who aren't, right? There's always game teams are huge, especially for bigger games. So like of course, there's never gonna be like a room full of people of color and a game about people of color, just because unless it's like a small indie studio, right? But like which there are some of those and they're dope, like Treachery and done City, Validate, whatever. Like there's there are examples of that, but like you're not gonna have that at a Ubisoft just because like the sheer scale of it, right? But like that doesn't mean that people shouldn't be paying attention and like Dia's gonna yell at me for citing this, but like the Donut County guy, right? Like the original thought for Donut County was way more fucked up than it ended up being. Like it was supposed to be like purely based on Hopi tribe traditions and aesthetics. And then someone was like, hey man, that's pretty fucked up. And he like took the time to change it. And it's not perfect still. There's still like ties to indigenous stuff that he's not citing. All of that, like I'm not the expert here on that, but I've heard Dia talk about it and I know it's a problem. But like, it's better at least and i would so much rather have at least that like so often we don't even get that like it's It's only after the product is already out and we've seen it and have been like well this fucking sucks and then everyone's mad at you for saying it sucks after it's already made well it's like if they had taken two brain cells like to think about this in advance like i wouldn't have to do this you know, especially for stuff like, totally. like what Austin Walker was talking about, like with Mafia 3 or with Watch Dogs 2, where they had moments of like real authentic, like moments between black men, especially like Watch Dogs 2, like the Google campus quest. Like he talked about how powerful it was seeing those interactions. So it's like clearly they can do it. They just won't like and that's bullshit.
0: Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. I, I, I mean, ugh, that. Monty, I got to get your your take on this too. I'm, I'm, I'm sure i have uh, you uh, got there. your thoughts. No, 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 no. This is great. I'm I'm like I'm writing down notes of stuff I want to like circle back to, but I, uh, you know, Monty, I'm curious to uh, to get your take.
2: Um, so kind of like bouncing off of what like Caitlin was talking about with life is strange too. Um, not trying to give like these like cookies that we've talked about, but like hearing Mexican slang in a video game that I haven't heard before that wasn't like a very heavy accented like amigo or like Mm -hmm. you know like hermano like all this shit um they fucking said nano and I've never heard that in a video game nonetheless like media that wasn't created by like Mexican people um and that was like the start of me like really liking this game and also seeing myself in this game and they did a really good job on, like, whoever consulted and, like, working through. Um, I also don't like Life is Strange 1. I'm not, like, you know, a, a, a white lesbian, but, like, I am a, like, person of color that's queer. And, like, I I don't think gay people act like that, but that's just me. Um, but with Danny's question, I, I really, really wish they would keep the same energy with everything that they do. Like, for the France map like the france french map um they like went over there and did like their research and shit mm-hmm. um why not keep that same energy for like the mexico map like why why yeah. that doesn't make any sense like why does it have to be like the stereotypical mexico well, you're
0: especially
2: upset because, because it's they did the
1: research and mexico wasn't stereotypical enough for them
2: like, it's yeah, right. it's it's upsetting, and I wish they would just keep that same energy. There's nothing wrong with, like, non-stereotypical Mexico. Like, it's Mexico. Like, I'm sorry yeah. that it's not, like, mariachi bands and ceviche <laughs> all the time. Like, <laughs> what? So, like, it, it, it comes yeah. to that point where, like, they're not keeping that same energy, and I think that's what makes it inappropriate. Like, you can do all this fucking work with, like – nordic culture Viking culture uh american culture whatever the fuck that is but when it comes to like (laughs) african culture south american culture central american anything that has people of color it doesn't have that same energy and i don't think it's fair and also uh i i can link this to you guys later but like the biggest group of people that buy video games are latin men but and mm -hmm they don't have that right representation. I don't think that's fair, but like that should be with all groups. It's just, I don't know. Video games just hate people of color. And like, I'm just tired of it. <laughs> I just, I want, yeah. I want that same energy. I want to feel that same energy. And like, I shouldn't have to be all nitty and gritty about it. And like, again, with what Kaylin said, like, why do, why do these white guys get it? And like, we don't, that's not, that's not fair. Yeah.
0: I mean, we saw the the trailer for the new Assassin's Creed and and all the all the work that goes into like even, you know the the, the previous Assassin's Creed. Also, I'm still waiting on a on a Mayan or Aztec or mm-hmm. Inca Assassin's Creed. Please get on that because that is a very rich history that folks are just completely ignoring. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I think you bring up some. Amazing points, and, and Danny also mentioned something in the Discord as well when, when he was talking about this in this discussion. I, I think he uh, used to live there, or I think visited there. I forget what the what it is. Forgive me, Danny, but um, he's he's also Mexican, so he talks about. Um, mexico city's rich history and the fact that it's actually you know the 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 city itself is sinking into the ground and like what what a beautiful metaphor for like you know that that what they've done to that land and you know what they've done to all of latin america for, for for that for that matter and there's so much there that they can mine from you know problematic metaphor but um there's there's a lot there to 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 pick from in terms of the rich history and, and even the evolving history of, of those of those cities and those real life locations that they're not willing to actually do the due diligence and and honor and respect those histories because for them it's just set dressing for them it's like they're bending the world to fit their vision mm-hmm. as opposed to the other way around right yeah. it's like okay how can we actually incorporate real life things and and you know actual political things happening to these countries and and these people but instead it's like no we saw a fucking what's that pixar movie that disney pixar movie by the way it's it's phenomenal but Coco. They're like, we (laughs) saw Coco. We need some Coco shit up in here, man. Like, Like,
1: Paul, you hit on something I've been thinking about, which is, like, that video is so telling, because he talks about, number one, he prefaces prefaces it by saying, like, oh, it's all fantasy. We have an EMP garage under Big Ben in London. Isn't that wacky? And it's like, okay, but it's still Big Ben in fucking London, my dude. But the second part of that (laughs) is they did the research. They were looking at Mexican towns, and because... Mexico was not what they wanted it to be. They changed it to an entirely different country. And then they didn't even have... They didn't even click to make the picture bigger on Google Images. (laughs) He says that. didn't even read the description. He says that. Yeah, yeah. And it's like... Like, and yeah, he's, like, yeah. trying to act as if that's fucking cute. And it's not. It's lazy right. bullshit. You're a professional, my dude. Like, why are you telling... Yeah, yeah. Uh, at a professional conference, you're telling everyone that you don't... Like, not only do you waste the time doing your due diligence just to decide to not, but, that like, you're not fact-checking or, like... Again, you're not taking any care. It's just what you want and your fantasy. And he says it's a fantasy, but it's like, okay, but for who? Totally.
0: Totally. Totally. So, uh, Cam, what do you think about uh, all this?
4: Well, um, I agree with what everybody was saying. That, Like, the, I think the tricky part is, like, that there is a line, right? Like, like speaking for a, the black person in the room, <laughs> like, I can't speak for all black people, right? So I can understand where, like, one depiction of a black person may not be, you know, what we all agree upon. Like, like I have a huge problem with Barrett, right? Like his depiction of like his voice, the caricature of that's how black people sound, the Mr. Mm -hmm. (laughs) T-ism of uh, the character. Um, But then again, he's like such an interesting character when you get past all that bullshit, right? So I think that's where a lot of like development teams like struggle, Like, trying to figure out, like, that's when they're actually trying, right? Like, they're trying to make them an actual character, but also they're Black, so we have to make them sound authentic, you know? Like, and I think that's where they struggle is, like, putting the dressing on it, or at least even thinking of it as a dressing, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it's just this weird, like, balance they try to strike um, if they're trying to do the right thing. Um, When it comes to, like... uh, overwatch i don't think they're actually trying at all but i know another media like it's hard to like agree upon a thing when you're not being so specific um like caitlin you brought up before um watchdogs 2 and i thought Mm -hmm. that character was really dope and i i can see like i've met that person before you know what i'm saying like Mm -hmm. i can see that it may that may not be my black experience but i know that exists out there and i think that's just a balance that they have to keep tweaking and trying and talking about, like you guys were saying earlier, like, you know, get these people in the room, let them, you know, sh- show, show it to people. I, I don't know. Like, I, I really don't know the answer. It, it's a hard one, but I think you have to like try to get those nuanced things right. Especially when you're talking about a specific group of people and a specific mm-hmm. section of Latinx culture, or you know, black culture or regional culture. Like you got to get really get uh, down in the dirt and try to like flesh that stuff out. It's just I think it's really hard. Then um, there's no excuse to the to the people who are doing terrible work. But um, yeah. I think it's hard to like pinpoint what the answer is. You know? Yeah, what I think of yeah. part of it yeah.
1: that you, Cam, I think part of it you kind of touched on just now though was like seeing blackness or. Latin, like any right. form of latinidad or queerness as a dressing because what you were saying kind of reminded me of um jared green wrote a piece about kratos and how kratos is always voiced by a black man but he is the <laughs> whitest motherfucker in the world he is literally covered in white ash and how like right. people want to like you know again it's like they want to take from us and our experiences to make theirs more interesting or colorful or sound the way they want it to but they don't want right. to like give anything back to us for what they take mm-hmm. and like because again it's like why why is kratos voiced by a black man they could have made him black that that would have worked greece and egypt were not far away from each other like
3: <laughs> there's also, so there many black ways people they in Europe. Made... Mm-hmm.
1: yeah mm-hmm. like there are so many ways you could have made that work like realistically historically yeah like and they just right. They don't. And so it's like again, like we're not it's like what Paul kept saying, like people aren't Halloween costumes. Like cultures and groups are not Halloween costumes. And like that attitude seriously needs to fucking change.
0: Yeah, totally. Yeah, again, we're asking for the bare minimum. And, and like, you know, just just give us the bar is real low at this point and and you know, like I I always laugh at the at the people who, who you know, the trolls who are kinda like, Oh yeah, you know, the whole go woke, go broke type shit or whatever that mm-hmm. is. But it's like I don't know. That's what disappointed me a little bit about Apex in in this situation was where it was like, Mm -hmm. when it came out the gate, Apex came out strong. Like, oh, we're we have like more than one black woman on this roster. And like, you know, granted, one of their accents wasn't great. But, you know, like uh, it was was like a nice, refreshing sort of take on this thing. and, And it sort of proved that those things aren't, you know, that those things can exist, right? Like you can have a diverse cast and have your favorite characters, and still sort of not be problematic for the most part, and and provide mm-hmm. interesting details with these characters. But even then, you know, it's like I don't know, it's still nowhere near where we need to be. And I think that's the most frustrating part of this all is that, like, I mean, we're all here. I'm preaching to the choir. All all, all four of us love <laughs> video games, and we think it's a really cool medium. And and there's a lot of potential here for for a lot of different things that we're in different directions it could go down. And, you know, there's the other side of that where it's like it's this billion dollar industry and, and you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it type shit. And I think uh, I forgot who mentioned it earlier, but, you know, talking about the demographics in terms of who buys it, who plays it. These are important questions to raise because we're we're talking about not not for us. I'm talking at least for me, it might say I'll, I'll speak personally, but like I'm talking about the next generation of developers, the next generation of critics and stuff like, you know, um I want them to be able to a- ask those same questions and provide better answers or, you know, influence things in a more fleshed out way that aren't just mm-hmm. these same templates that we continue to see over and over again. These same mistakes, especially from the same company. It's like, yeah, yeah. come on, man.
1: I mean, honestly, Michael, right, is that like we're yelling so that they don't have to. Right, like I don't yeah. want them to have to keep asking these fucking questions. If we're forty years in the future and people are still asking these fucking questions, like burn it down.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think another thing that's important to to realize too is take a look at the way some of these attitudes, when they pop up, how easy it is for them to um, convince people, right, to to go down these these paths of like the same sort of troll like questions or, or sort of like gotcha like debate me bro style bullshit that we see on twitter all the time it's like think about that too right like challenge that as much as you're challenging some of the stuff that we're talking about you know what i mean like like you said before keep that same energy i feel like it's been the theme of this of this podcast so far it's like keep that same energy for those people that are you know giving us that sort of feedback okay cool that was a great discussion uh if if y'all have any final thoughts we can move on we're good Um,
4: No, I I think uh, also like, yeah, you have to bring up these questions, right? You have to get people just talking about it. And Danny, thank you for throwing that out there.
0: Word, word. Appreciate you. Uh, All right, cool. Our uh, next question comes from uh, Kaiser Soze in the Discord. Uh, They write, I work as a union organizer. My work leads a lot of people who have workplace rituals. A lot of my coworkers also have their own set of rituals that they follow, not just best practices, kind of like an athlete's ritual. I have a coworker who only wears a specific type and brand of cowboy boots to work. Uh, I, for example, only use one type of pen, the Pilot V5 Precise i've probably spent a lot on buying them over my career because if i don't have them the day doesn't feel right. so his question is, do you have any work related rituals to help you get your head in the game uh monty i 'll start with you what What are some of your pre game lebron style rituals oh,
2: to oh my God, for work, <laughs> what do I do now I gotta like tap into myself i don't like doing that um <laughs> let's see. <laughs> I guess so. Uh, something that I've noticed, like over the years, um, I don't have it with me anymore, but it has been like substituted. Um, when I was working back in Boston, I always had to start my day with drinking out of my frog mug, and it was a frog mug that my mom gave to me. She just—it was like a random like Walmart brand like frog mug. It wasn't anything special. It was just shaped like a frog. It's really cute. Um, <laughs> It's it's really cute. Uh, the one that I have one currently is a deer mug, but it's at work and I can't go to work right now because of everything that's going on right now. So maybe that's why I'm having like trouble concentrating because it's just all without my <laughs> mug. But that's Get something I've mug. noticed. Yeah, that's definitely like been there. Um, I want to know what kind of cowboy boots this guy's buying. I want to see right. that. <laughs>
0: Yeah, can you please send photos? Just, <laughs> you know, ask ask them first, you know, get their permission. But if, you know, if not, if you could describe them to us, that would also work. But uh, yeah, um, Caitlin, you have any pre-work rituals that you get into?
1: Um. Well, now that I'm working from home, I pretty much get up, kick my dog outside so she can pee, and then make coffee. <laughs> um, and lately, I've been only drinking coffee out of this rolled mug, um, which... Monty sent me one, and I also bought myself one, and they showed up on the same day, um, and we found out on that day.
2: Um, yeah, I wanted to so surprise Caitlin. Aww. It was a
1: very sweet idea, and then it turns out that I was like, "Treat myself," and so we bought the same thing. Uh, but yeah, so I drink out of one of my two world mugs every day because you got to start. Yeah, with That's a good thing. mug, though. Yeah, right. Like, look at how happy he is. It's, he should it's wide it. too,
0: and I like it. Yeah, yeah it's um, nice and wide.
1: He's just like, he's ready uh, Cam, to start
4: day. <laughs> Um, My work ritual, I, I, uh, I tend to wear like uniforms, like not like a actual uniform, but like for me, like I wear a plain black t-shirt and I wear chino pants and just a pair of kicks. And I, the only thing I really switch up is my kicks. So, but if you see me, if you know my silhouette, it's just a black t-shirt and chinos. And that's, that's like my thing because when i'm outside of work i don't really want people to recognize me and i dress a little bit more flavorful outside of work Mm. so like new york is so small that you run into people constantly Mm -hmm. so it's like sometimes you just don't you know it's it's a a weird way to like trick people into like familiarizing like what you what they think you are you know like oh i'm just black t-shirt chinos that's it
0: yeah Um, that's good that's
4: good yeah that's my thing
0: I used to work with someone who, who believed in the uniform concept of like, I'm going to wear the same thing every day. And, you know, every I have day. like multiples of the same thing and maybe once in a while I'll like switch up, add a little accent thing here and there, mm-hmm. which I actually like, I definitely have grown to appreciate too. I have, I have a bit of a similar situation when I, when I consider what I'm wearing, but yeah, I, I guess in terms of the office stuff, like it, You know, the first thing I used to always do when I got into the office was, like, go grab some coffee. Well, first thing, first, first thing, even before the pandemic, wash my hands because I'd been touching subway poles and doors and Mm -hmm. elevator buttons. So I immediately wash my hands and then drop everything off at my desk, go get some coffee. I always have to start the day with at least some sort of, like, beverage. And now that I'm home, kind of like y'all have been saying, I, I, I got this little, like uh strainer and I, I bought loose um yerba mate so i've been making that instead of coffee cuz i Ooh. i think that also does you know yeah it's it's been really nice mm-hmm. i also have my my preferred selection of mugs right now i'm currently rocking this melville house uh, i would prefer not to mug which is just like a, a nice thing i keep on my desk that just kind of at, at least you know in the house it's like my my warning to my partner sometimes like mm-hmm. hey, i need i need some space right now the other <laughs> one is a little more um is a little more positive It just says uh, Believe in your fucking self Which I constantly need A reminder for Every once in a blue um, But yeah n- Not too many uh, Sort of rituals I-, I-, I tend to not really um, Focus on that too much Although I do have um, I still have this cam By the way This is bad for, for radio But I still have this little guy hey, On my desk Like cam got <gasps> me a while ago That's It's so like a three legged Yeah That's it's a three legged pig you. And it, it's for like good luck So I keep that By my desk so I forgot yeah, I, I got
4: you that.
0: Thing. Yeah, that was a while ago. So I, I keep things like that in my work area to remind me of like, you know, friends or, or family members and stuff. Just because sometimes you can sort of get lost in the in the sauce, as it were. And you're like, man, I uh, I just need a reminder of like, yeah. you know, something cool. But yeah, um, yeah good question, good question. Oh, All right, our final. Question. Yeah, right. You see, we got some we got some cool listeners, man. <laughs> uh, our final question comes from Carl. Who asks? Uh, so I thought I would give the video game streaming service uh, a go. I decided to go with the service called Shadow Tech. If anyone wants to check it out for themselves, after doing another playful or playthrough journey of journey, sorry, I had issues and had to stop. My internet is fairly decent and slightly above average for London, and I'm not that far from the exchange either. The last straw came when the session bricked up whilst I was trying to upload a saved data file for a video game to Google Drive. Enough. So I canceled my subscription. Now I find myself in a really odd place. I'm not hyped for the next gen consoles. Lack of pricing information, etc., hasn't helped. And it has been years since I bought or built a gaming PC. What I wanted to ask is, if you don't if you didn't feel like you had to get both consoles, would you really go out to get either or both of them? Have you and how have you felt about next gen as a whole and as well as your views on streaming going forward? So Cam, I'll start with you. How are you? How are you feeling in general about next gen? I feel like you're you're kind of like you're the more patient one of the two of us. You tend to wait it out and see how things go.
4: Yeah, like in the past, I just haven't had great, um, great times, uh, great experiences with like early adopting anything, like any tech especially. Um, So I usually wait. I learned my lesson. Um, This time around, especially like I've got a better job, I got a little bit more money. I might get one of them right up front especially like probably like ps4 just because i mean ps5 just because my ps4 is so old um but i don't, I don't really feel obliged to do any of that stuff like right now i'm actually um building or collecting parts for a pc and it is so like um inflated with the pricing mm. for pc parts at the moment because i guess everybody's been buying them mm-hmm. and i guess it's towards the end of especially like graphics cards is like new technology coming out like next year or the end of this year so it's like at this weird place where it's probably not the best time for me to make a pc um but yeah i've been uh i I don't know if i'll like get both but right now i usually just wait like i'm not super hyped about everything like i am hyped like i i love video games and i will get them but i'm not like i can't wait to play the next thing like he said like um the pricing they really haven't given us enough information about that especially since we've been just kind of sitting here and not so distracted um,
0: yeah. yeah what about y'all uh, yeah Kaylin what, what about you
1: Um, I'm not really hyped about the next generation Um, again like I don't know I'm not a big tech person in general but I also like don't like, like the jump from the PS3 to the PS4 was such an obvious like this is how it's different and I don't exactly understand that for next gen yet in a way that like you know is in layman's enough terms for me um Mm -hmm. i'm also planning on building a pc next year after i move so i don't really think i'm gonna get a new xbox just because i'm probably gonna get a pc game pass which is basically the same shit and then i might get a ps5 but if there's, like, exclusives that I really want. But I've been less and less into AAA games the longer I've been doing actual, like, games journalism, so...
0: Dude, same, yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so, like, I don't know. I There's nothing I'm, like, super chomping at the bit for right now, and, like, like, my PlayStation is fun currently. Like, it's a slam, so it's not super old, and, like, again, like, I've been having a blast with Predator or whatever, but I'm not really in a rush to, like, you know, take it out back. (laughs)
0: got dark real quick uh monty what do you think
2: um so i'm kind of like in the cam route of just like waiting it out usually i think for the ps5 i might get it launched because i've never really ever gotten anything launched and i do want to experience that like once in my life um, like with the PS4, I didn't get a PS4 up until like this year because I'm a fake gamer. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> I I have built two PCs uh, with the help of a friend. I've had one in Boston and I have one here. And I think that's really what like has kept me kind of like on shore of like not really needing the console Um, Because, again, what gives you the need for a console is the exclusives. Like, I can play a PC game with my controller. Um, I'm not a big fan of the keyboard and mouse either. But um, the inflation costs I've seen, yeah, I I can agree with that. Like, the same pieces that I bought for, like, 50 bucks for my PC are, like, 200 now. And it's fucking crazy. Um, power
4: supplies right now are ridiculously
2: it's wild. i I don't get it (laughs) it's 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 so crazy it's so wild and like i wish the whole video game like streaming shit was so much better i think the technology is not up to it um yeah i think it has to wait at least 10 15 years before that even becomes comfortable where you don't have to have so many hips like mishaps on it but Mm -hmm. I think video game streaming would be great because it makes it more accessible. Everyone can play the same fucking game. It's going to be great. Um, What that says for the future telling of consoles, who knows, but I wish it was a lot better. I wanted to tap into it because I've gotten more into mobile gaming and that has been really like an accessible thing. I've been really all for it. Um, I talk about it with Caitlin all the time. Um, Having accessibility, I think is great because not everyone can afford building their own PC. Not everyone can afford like getting these consoles not everyone can afford buying a game for the already really expensive console that they've just bought like it's so much money and I think streaming would be a great solution to that but like capitalism yeah. like how
3: yeah okay
1: yeah. like, like, I were, really like my that. day job is yeah like my day job is an internet the technology flat out is not there like the U.S. is so behind other countries already and other countries are still having issues. Like, Brit- like the U.K.'s internet system is better than ours and the person who asked this question was still saying they were struggling. So, like,
3: hmm.
1: it's just, it's not realistic and everybody who's trying to push it right now doesn't either doesn't know about our internet infrastructure or doesn't care.
0: Yeah, for sure, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, I, I think... Yeah, in terms of game streaming stuff, I mean, I, I've talked about it before on on, on the show, and I kind of did the initial Stadia review for, for Kotaku, and and I was like, I don't know, I was hopeful, cautiously optimistic, obviously, and you know, for for good reason because we've seen how that sort of played out, and you know, I've I've, I've heard of Shadow, and I, we've seen things going on with GeForce Now, I believe it's called, and all these different services that are popping up. But I I agree, yeah, I don't I don't think the uh, infrastructure is there yet to support it. Although I will say, when it does work. It is pretty mind blowing to see mm-hmm. the potential of where it could go, but th- mm-hmm. but that's that that asterisk is still so big o- over that mm-hmm. sort of um, idea that it's still not worth, in my opinion, going down that that trek just yet. Mm-hmm. I think for the early adopters, I'm sure they'll get a kick out of it. But all that to say, I'll probably be getting these consoles at launch because I'm a giant hype beast when it comes to games like this <laughs> and. and- Cam knows this. I get mostly everything at launch, and I'm sitting around there like twiddling my thumbs. Like, man, I wish there was a game that would come out on this thing. The good thing is, <laughs> is that I think for the for the new consoles, we're going to be getting a, a more more of a push for like backwards compatibility. So, mm-hmm. you know, there won't be that time where I'm like, man, I really want to play Tetris Effect, but I don't want to dust off the PS4 and, and and play PS4. So that's something that I'm looking forward to. But even What's then, the I feel. That,
4: um- that Xbox is doing? Like that upload, I forgot what it's called. Like
0: Oh the smart delivery or something Yeah like that. smart delivery. Yeah.
4: You think PS five will do that? I, I don't, don't know really man.
3: Get I- what it is. It's
4: basically if you buy it on other consoles, you get it immediately on your current console.
0: Oh okay. That's- so you just like buy it once basically. Buy it once yeah. Oh but yeah. you
1: get it on like everything that you own or whatever. Yeah. Okay.
0: Right. Yeah and I feel the same way too about the Xbox. I I feel less of a of a a need to buy that one, considering I can just play most of my stuff on on pc but I say that even though i 've been notorious on the on the show to talk about how much I love Dolby vision and 4 k hDR and, and all that stuff, so that part of me will probably cave because i 'm like, ooh because that unfortunately is an area in which pc games are, or pc in general seems to be lagging behind the just like the support for 4 k HDR stuff is just in general not quite as easy to jump into initially uh, unless you 're willing to spend. A wild amount of money on monitors and graphics cards and all these other things. But um, yeah, I'll probably begin these <laughs> day one. Uh, I'm not going to lie. Uh, so I will be on the front lines for the culture. So uh, yeah, tune in to hear me regret my purchases. Yeah. the So that'll please, be a fun time. Please be our correspondent
1: um, on the ground, Paul. I will. I will, I will be there
0: with the, my earpiece in like, Hey guys, it's here. There's no fucking games. Uh, <laughs> Alright, cool. Uh, jumping into Feeling It. Feeling It is where we can take uh, one thing that we absolutely love from the past week that we've stumbled across that we think is worth sharing. So we got some pretty good uh, a pretty good selection of things here. Monty, I'm going to start with you because uh, I feel like I need to. But uh, can you please tell us what you've been feeling this week?
2: So one of the two things that I've been feeling uh, is, well, I got a new dog and I'm hey. very excited. i can't get over that like scares the shit out of me i'm like are we dying what's happening um nope (laughs) um so i got him from a rescue his name from the rescue is snickers he is unnamed as of yet i've just i've talked to you guys before the podcast that like i've just been calling him man the whole time um (laughs) i'll figure out a good name for him i know caitlin said oscar's really good and it is really good um it's but a little he's little been good boy yeah he's old he's 10 years old he's a chihuahua and like dachshund mix and he's completely oh. blind so his eyes are very glassy and spooky it seems like he's like an yeah. oracle of some sort it's really cool <laughs> um yeah he's he's really cute he has no bottom teeth um yeah. he's just chilling and he's like because uh caitlin's told me before older dogs don't really make noise he hasn't been barking mm-hmm. um he did mm-hmm. bark yesterday because my roommate's got a new tv and just the moving people um were stomping around on their boots and like the dog got really scared because of that but other than that he's just been completely quiet he just likes cuddling like i'll be sitting he'll just like sleep for hours and on end like while i'm doing my work next to me so he's been a really good dog and yeah, yeah we'll see how the week goes out and hopefully this is his forever home i'm hoping because I've been wanting a dog for a very long time.
0: That's awesome. That's, That's so fair. sweet. Please keep us posted on the name, please. I, we need to know. I know. Uh, our audience is oh my God. probably biting their nails uh, <laughs> in anticipation. But um, yeah, let us know what you land on. Of
2: course. We'll do. We'll do. I'm excited to see what I figure out.
0: For sure. Mm-hmm. What was your second thing? Yeah, what's your second thing?
2: Um, so Hayley Williams of Paramore... Uh, mm-hmm. came out with her solo album, Petals of Armor, and I've been listening to that all week. She went for a very different route from what like, I'm used to with her mm-hmm. music with Paramore. Uh, I know some friends who are like really big Paramore friends don't like it because the sound is so different. I'm very used to listening to a lot of experimental stuff, and I really like that because I hear new sounds that I don't really usually listen to. That's just like, Hey, I think this would sound really good. Another song. Um, and I really like it. It's really interesting. Um, she's still going through a lot of heartbreak in that like whole album, but it's been really pretty. It's been really nice. I've been just listening to it while I've been like working.
0: Yeah. I've also actually been listening to it. It's a, uh, cause I, I think, I think Nico brought it up last week and I was like, I don't even know about this. And then I like immediately went, like literally after we started recording, I like went to Spotify and booted it up. And it's cool the way it's like the way it's laid out in terms of like the song progression. It's split up into like three different segments Mm -hmm. of five tracks, I think, each. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I agree. I think it's very different from the earlier work, which is which I used to love, like when I was younger um so hearing this new direction is always sort of cool I, I love when artists sort of take risks like this and and try different things out and mm-hmm. I've actually been liking it the more I listen to it at first I was kind of like mm, not sure about some of these songs mm-hmm. but um the more I listen to it the more I've been actually getting to appreciate it and understand it a bit more but yeah I've, been, I've actually been really liking it it's a, it's a solid solid album
2: yeah it's fun I like
0: it yeah for sure for sure um, all right, cool, Caitlin, what you got for us?
1: Uh, so I've been listening to a podcast that I've known about for a while, but hadn't gotten around to. It's called Emoji Drome, and it is uh, two co-hosts pick an emoji from the uh, Apple emojis roster, and they just talk about it for like two hours. And I don't really <laughs> like the reason I never like al- originally listened to it was because I just couldn't fathom how they could do that because like it's an emoji. <laughs> um but I needed like something like to listen to that was like really conversational while I was trying to fall asleep the other night and instead I ended up being up until like one in the morning listening to them talk about the detective emoji um (laughs) and I don't I don't I don't know how to pitch it because it's like a weird thing but it's just like it's like two people who are clearly friends who have like a good dynamic and good chemistry basically like taking this very shit posty idea and, like, making something out of it. And it's really, really fun. And also, like, if you just need something that's, like, kind of conversational and, like, just two friends hanging out, like, it's definitely really good for that. So, yeah.
0: Nice, nice. I'm going to check this out. This sounds fascinating. (laughs) I I would love to hear, like, a two-hour discussion on the detective emoji.
1: Um, (laughs) I know Sylvie from uh, Friends at the Table is on it. Um, She's one of the co-hosts. I can't remember the other person's name. I'm sorry, but... Um, it's yeah, it's good. I like it.
0: Nice, nice. I'll check that out for sure. We'll, we'll also be including links to all this stuff in the uh, in the newsletter. So uh, you know, also with bonus pictures of of the the dog, the yet to be unnamed, the yet to be named dog, the dog formerly known as Snickers. Um, but uh, Cam, what you got for us, man? Uh
4: yeah, I started checking out this uh, show on HBO, uh, HBO Go to be specific, um, called Betty. And uh, like we were talking about before, we were talking about skateboarding, and that's what it's about. It's about these girls from New York, uh, young, like 20-somethings, um, and their experience, uh, like, in the skate world, the New York skate scene. And trying to uh, – well, be- let me start with this. Betty is, like, a derogatory term for a woman who is hangs out at, like, skate parks. It's like a poser kind of – uh wow. term for a woman mm. at like, so it's, a skate park it's, it's titty streamer team.
3: for skateboarding
4: right exactly <laughs> yeah exactly so um it it's it starts off with these two girls who are friends and they, they skate regularly and they go under like manhattan bridge that skate park there uh if you've been to new york it's like one of the most famous skate parks here um and they're just trying to have this like meetup for more women in the city to come down and just, you know, just skate and have fun, not have to worry about like the dudes and feel weird about like landing tricks and stuff like that. Just come down. Let, let's let's vibe out. Um, and it's a really good show. I, I think it's it's really dope just seeing um, what women go through who are just trying to enjoy themselves and enjoy the sport. And they're really good. And it, it also has like this weird dynamic of like other women who don't want to be associated with them because they, you know, they don't want to be seen as uh, one of the girls or whatever. They just want to do their thing. So they avoid um, their group. And it, it's really, it's really cool to see like these shots of New York. Uh, I, I'm a sucker for that stuff because I love the city. Um, even though I shit on it all the time. Like just <laughs> that's just how we show love. Them. Yeah, exactly. Seeing them like skate down Sixth Ave or go to Washington Square Park or, you know, go to see all the skate parks in, in Chinatown and stuff like that. Um, the, the, it's only three episodes in um, they're 30 minutes long so they're oh, little beautiful. bite-sized like perfect little things um but i paul i think you'd enjoy it it's, it's pretty cool it's pretty cool and yeah, the characters man, it's, are it's... enjoyable like they're just trying to like have a good time and like skate and you know and it, they dive into like their personal lives a little bit um but the first two episodes they've keeping it pretty light so far so um, nice so like i'll check that out man
0: yeah. that sounds awesome you know i'm always down for a uh you know, very, very typical New Yorker style, yeah. <laughs> a story about New York. But yeah, also as you know, you know this, but as as folks, as uh, people who used to skate in the city all over the all over the place, it's going to be cool to sort of relive that, especially now that we're all locked down in quarantine. Not that we yeah. can't do it now, but you know, still, yeah. um, it actually probably be better to skate now probably less cars out. <laughs> but um, all right, cool. Uh, mine is actually one that you brought up a couple of weeks ago, I, I believe I finally got around to watching at least the first at least nine of the episodes and the, the oh, last right. one airs today i believe um but it's the uh the documentary around the uh 97 98 i believe uh, chicago bulls and uh you know obviously centering it around michael jordan the iconic basketball figure and someone who i grew up hating and until this day kind of low-key uh despise. <laughs> but um i was watching it kind of like based off of your recommendation and i've been seeing discussions about it everywhere and um just getting more context for these players who we don't really have a ton of I mean we have footage and interviews and, and articles and stuff around them but we weren't as tapped in obviously back in the day so you know they didn't have Instagram live Saturday versus battles with other players or whatever um, so it is really interesting to see them young again but then also getting those testimonials from them nowadays like when they're older um, and just sort of getting a peek at Jordan as this you know, this very flawed human being that I still don't necessarily love, uh, but I can understand him a bit more because they, they go into his backstory, his, his relationship with his parents, excuse me, and like his uh, high school, college career and, and, you know, parts where he sat out of like, political discussions, and there's that infamous quote. You know, the Republicans buy sneakers too. Like they, they really kind of go into everything. Because I was expecting it to be more of like a fluff piece type thing, which for the most part, a lot of it is. It's like, yo, look how nice Jordan was. Um, but it is really cool to also see the dynamics between the players of that era, which are like, you know, in my opinion, still some of the greatest, if not the greatest. So, um, yeah, I also just miss basketball, and it's, it's it's day whatever quarantine. <laughs> uh, where I start to miss basketball a whole lot, but yeah, Last Dance. I've been watching it on. Um, I have YouTube TV, which is like the cable package thing. Uh, I'm watching it that way. But I know after the last episode airs, it will be on Netflix, which I think might be this week. But don't quote me on that. But either way, it's uh, it's worth checking out. Worth tracking down if you're if you're sort of vaguely interested in that uh, sports history, but also just like a peek at this guy who became an icon and you know made a lot of money for a lot of people. But it's a uh, I mean, I'm learning things about Scottie Pippen and, you know, uh, just a bunch of different players that I never really thought I would. But, yeah, it's really fascinating. I highly recommend it.
4: It's it's just a weird look into seeing, like, someone who's revered as, like, the greatest ever. And, like, imagine, like, knowing you're the best at something, like, like factually the best at something. That yeah. must be, like, it'll turn you into a weirdo like Michael Jordan is, right? Like, it's you're not going to be a regular person after that, like...
0: <laughs> no yeah and it's a it's a peek into that yeah. mindset and that perspective and you're like wow this is low-key disturbing but also just very fascinating to see that up close to see yeah. his version of events versus other people's version of events and you know it, it's it's fascinating I, I think it's worth worth a look if you're even vaguely curious about it but mm-hmm. um yeah mm-hmm. that's my, that's my uh feeling this week all right cool so before we wrap up the show, Caitlin and, and Monty, thank you so much for joining us. Seriously. Seriously I really appreciate yeah, you, you taking the time to. Yeah, thank you
2: thank for having you. us. This was so much yeah. fun.
3: Yeah, yeah it for was. sure.
0: Yeah. You know, we'll probably ask you back onto the show later down the road. So expect those DMS at some point. <laughs> because, uh, um, but yeah, but before we wrap up, uh, Caitlin, how can the folks find you online?
1: Uh, well, if you want to make that dire mistake, you can go to twitter.com slash cg and eight r's. Uh, and just, you know, whatever happens there is on you.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's on you. That's all your fault. Uh, Monty, how about you?
2: Uh, you can find me on any social media under fried Monty.
0: Nice, nice. Also, uh, be sure to follow Uppercut, um, Uppercut Crit, right? Is it Twitter mm-hmm. handle? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, so... Go show some love. Go follow them and tell them we sent you. Show some love. But uh, yeah, Cam, what about you, man? How can people find you online? Right,
4: you can catch me on the socials at Cappy Can't Lose. C A P I C A N T L O S E. Uh, yeah, hit me up.
0: Where um, I'm at, uh Mario. P O L I M S and Mario. A Y O. I'm on Twitter, Instagram. Also follow me on Twitch. Oh my God, Cam! Don't do this right now. Don't do this. Oh wait,
4: can we ask them? Is it Mario or Mario?
2: Mario. Whoa, hold on. You can sing with the <laughs> accent, but I can't do an Italian accent because I refuse. <laughs> it's
1: good call. Good call. Cause, okay, because okay, my dad is from New York, and I know he says Mario, but like y'all, y'all got that. No, accent. I say Mario too. <laughs>
4: I
0: say Mario. I mean, I know a couple Marios. You know what yeah, I mean, but. Right. <laughs> it's mario it's on. mario, mario. Oh, the man right. in
1: the video game is mario mario
0: yeah exactly mario right. mario and he's luigi's dad i think that's canon so we can all agree on that <laughs> what the fuck um <laughs> Wait, is that real no oh, that's God. just my own personal opinion. Oh, no, let's uh, make that real yeah let's let's start that rumor um <laughs> but yeah Uh, but thank you so much for listening everybody Uh, if you have any questions or comments send them over to questions at the-optional.com we would love to hear from you you can also send us questions using the anchor app or if you you know in our discord throw them in the questions channel please do that you can find a link to our discord and the newsletter too over at the optional podcast.com so please go check that out um also we're on apple Podcasts, google play stitcher anchor spotify most other podcast catchers so if you want to take a minute though to rate interview us on apple Podcasts, please uh yes. give us a show some love just on there five words that's all we need yeah and preferably five stars although if you if you hated what i had to say today please feel free to leave a oh, one yeah, star, just like like we've <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Uh, fuck that guy alright Yeah, and if you like the show and want to help keep it going please check out our profile on Anchor at anchor.fm slash the optional podcast and if you like us even more if you want to show us even more support click the little supporter button to help us keep these lights on so super special thank you to Mark, Charlie, Suhai, Babri, John Michael, Murray, Jesse and Billy our newest supporter for joining us uh, in that special exclusive club uh, and as always you can find us on Twitter at the optional NYC that's where we post everything that we do and our show's music is about the one and only Levi pack you can find them over on twitter at underscore l-e-b-i-p-a-c-k so until next time everyone Peace. peace